Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 9 of the Page by Page campaign in Carpe Diem. Quick recap, last time our group of heroes, the saviors of Orton, had an encounter on the road with a dragonborn woman calling herself Kefar, who claimed to be the long-forgotten sister-in-law of Mosher, informing him that he had forgotten much of his past life, including Rashirin, his wife, and the circumstances that led to their separation. While still reeling from the revelation, the group sought respite in the highwayside settlement of the Wheelhouse, which they had found trashed after a night of wild partying brought about by an impromptu concert by the band Meadsteed. All was not fun and games, however, as they also discovered the mangled body of one Mrs. Harlow, local sweetheart who apparently had been murdered. The town detective, a slight Aarakocra named Murphy, ordered the fort sealed off, and the team had no choice but to help him get to the bottom of this mystery. They questioned a number of the residents who all seemed to have convincing alibis for the previous night, but haven't yet made any accusations as to who the killer might be. And uh, we already did a little recap of who you guys talked to, so that's uh, where we are. What are we doing? Find horseradish. And uh, you know, did you say Mrs.? She's she is married. Was, yes. No, that was that was me misreading it. it I I knew you okay. were going to catch that. It was. <laughs> well, I just I want to talk to her family if she's got family like we should talk to horseradish and her family and see if she had any enemies or beef with anybody etc yeah um all right so if you guys want to talk to horseradish she is the one that kind of tends the the farms and the stables here and you know basically just follow the smell and uh the the sounds of animals um that are that are within the walls and you could probably find her so are you guys are you guys wandering out to talk to her yes um, Yep. All right. So again, this whole thing not very big, so you don't have to go far, and you wander up to uh, you know kind of the uh, the north right quadrant of the map here, which is where they have some some pigs and some uh, uh, a few like crops growing inside the walls. Like most of their farming is done outside, but there's a few that are in here off in their own little zone. And you walk up, and it's you know late in the morning. So it's it's prime time for for working the farm, and you see a bunch of pigs in a little enclosure. You see uh, a couple sheep. Uh, you see a little barn over there that has a uh, a few cows in it. You see a uh, like this is also kind of where the stables for the town are, and you see a few horses tied up. And ping this. Yes, this is sorry, sorry, sorry. This is this is in this general zone over here. Like we have some pigs over here, and kind of like back here it's kind of all this general area and so you guys wander up and you see a couple of you know younger farm hands who are like baling hay and like feeding the pigs and whatnot and then you see a very small little white-haired halfling lady is wearing this big straw hat and she's down um kind of weeding out the area like around the uh the pigsty and she's she's clearing out some space around it and she's bent over, kind of looking toward the pigs, and she doesn't see you approach. Hello there. We're seeking the Lady Horseradish. And she jumps up, uh, kind of with a start, turns around and says, Well, I ain't seen you got a lot before. 
What brought brings you around to my corner pen? We were well. Honestly, there's been someone murdered in the town, and we wanted to know where you were last night. Oh yeah. Oh, and nasty business that. And it was a Harlow. She was, she was a sweet young thing. And God, I'm, I'm real sorry to hear about it. But if there's any way I can help, where were you last night? Well, last night all the all the other folk were out busy just doing you know whatever business they had at that rock concert. Well, it's a it's a young person's business. I had I had important work to attend to. My prize sow, porcelain, she was delivering last night. She had a full litter, little tiny piglets, and like there's twelve of them damn things in there. And so I had to spend the whole night helping her out with that. It was a pretty difficult labor for her, but all of them came out surviving, thriving, and healthy as can be. Oh, I'd I've like never seen a baby pig. Can I see one? Boom. Of course you can. Um, and she kind of leads you on. So she she tells you to follow her and leads you off to uh, kind of this, this section of uh, enclosed barn that, you know, you can't actually see in the map, but trust me, to the magic of the storytelling, it's there. Hmm. And she, she leads you off there um, and into a kind of a little nook where you see a very, very, very large pig um, that is just splayed out on the ground, rolling in some hay, and is currently nursing uh, 12 little piglets. I'm very distracted with the piglets, so someone else is going to have to question her. Petrol apparently really into piglets. Who knew? All right. I'm just intrigued. <laughs> so tiny. Petrol, uh, are you a city boy? They're so small. <laughs> um, was was anybody else around that could uh, that that was helping you out deliver, or did you deliver them all on your own? No, it was pretty late at night, so it was just me here. But uh, yeah, only all the people here was me and Porcelain here, and she was she's plum tuckered out right now. But. I'm 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 sorry I don't really have anybody uh anybody else who's can can vouch for my whereabouts. Alright, I'd like to dramatically step closer to her and say, Did you know the deceased? Roll an intimidation check there, John. Alright. But you're dramatically stepping closer. Fantastic. This is the first time I've used it. Uh there we go. Bam! Out of a twenty-one. Uh it's a that's a solid first time intimidation. You step up and you tower over here. She's this tiny little happy woman who's like maybe three and a half feet tall if she's an inch. You're like twice the height of her. And she, you just step up and, and lean in. And she just looks up at you and backs away and says, I, I, of course I knew her. This is, a, this is a small town. Everybody knows everybody. I, I, I ran into her at the market all the time. Like she loved, loved my spring carrots. Like God, it's, it's a damn shame that she's dead, but... Look at me, you think I could do something like that to that girl? I'd like to unengage my intimidation and uh, ask her if she knew anybody around that had been acting strange recently in regards to her. Well, strange, strange is a manner of speaking. We're all kinds of odd sorts here in this little settlement. I mean, that's kind of why we're here instead of one of the more established towns and whatnot. It kind of attracts the... Uh, 
you know, the, the critters to crawl out from under the rock, if you know what I'm saying. But, I mean, there there was her, th- I mean, she, look, I'm not, I'm not supposed to be telling y'all this. It's, it's, it's bad of me to gossip, but, you know, she, she was a, she was a, she liked to have her fun, and she, she got around, and there's, there's, there's definitely people in town that took notice of that. And, and, you know, Alabaster and her had their thing. They, you know, he thought he was keeping quiet. But, oh, boy, couldn't hide a fucking... Anyway, he yeah, he thinks he's sly, but he... he, he they, they, they were over in about six months or so. I don't know. There was also... There was also that, uh, that doctor, Dr. Blood, who had a thing for for a while but you know it wouldn't work out between them there's two different walks of life and you 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 can't breed a kumquat with an avocado it just doesn't work out <laughs> and they, not uh, with that attitude <laughs> well, well believe, you, <laughs> believe you me i tried to make the kumquato and it just didn't, didn't it never went anywhere <laughs> I tried to do that for years, but, but, but no, look, she, she had her dalliances and like the, the, the some lads in the town fancied her, but they, they, I don't know of anybody would want killer, especially like the only new folk in town recently been you and gosh, I guess yesterday there's that, that little girl came through and she, she was awful hurt and like it was, she was only eight, nine years old. She couldn't have done nothing like that. And then there's that other feller, uh, Gray or whatever his name was, who came in wanting to fix up our walls. I never saw a problem with him. Sure, there's a couple cracks in there, but there's a couple cracks in me. I'm still standing. Obviously, uh, yeah, I think we're fine, but, you know, can't fault a fella for looking for work. Only but, a couple. Uh, oh, only a couple. But, uh, other than that, I, I just, just don't know who'd want to do that girl any harm. Out of the people that she's had uh, dalliances with, are any of them in positions of power where she could have learned some kind of secret? She, you know, someone who's, I guess you would say, either a broker behind the scenes of this town, or? Well, I mean, if you're looking for positions of power in an old wheelhouse, you can't really get higher than old Alabaster. He, he's been running this place for years with all his... All his city money, I don't know where his money came from, but he came strolling in. You know, I I don't like him, but he turned this place around. Like, he pumped life into this place. <laughs> Funny as that may be, given he's undead and all. But he, he brought life into this place, and... I mean, he's he's what passes for the highest authority around here, so if, if she's going to learn anything about secrets or, or whatnot, it'd probably be from him, but... I mean, even... Even he doesn't seem like he has a whole lot to hide. Like, if he was going to hide something, he probably wouldn't tell us he's a vampire and all. But, you know, that's always been uh, been out there from day one. Hey, um, Chris? Yes, sir? I'm going to walk up to the pig and um, using uh, a charge on my staff of the woodlands, I'd like to speak with the pig. Yeah, go for it. Um, you can... You can pop that out. What do you What do you say in here? Um, well, first I'll introduce myself, and then 
would like to know if um, her, um, what's this, if horseradish was in fact with her last night? Uh, yeah, so you welcome to introduce yourself. Um, really quick before this, Federal, we've established that you're a city boy. Yes. Um, does does anybody in the group, uh, like due to your your background, would you have more farm experience or like more rural, uh, you know, uh, yes. knowledge about things? Sailor yes. background. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Avoid cities. <laughs> yeah, you could. You you could probably oh, be yeah, pretty keenly. Yeah. 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 Much better. Yaku would probably be pretty keenly aware of this. Um, Yaku, roll roll a perception check for me. Oh, cool. I was going to ask that earlier before I decided to talk to the pig. Um, <laughs> here we go. Oh, yeah, 25. Uh, you, you, you see a lot of shit. So, you notice this coming up, where you when you before you came into the settlement in the first place like you you came in and you saw some farmland off to the side and whatnot and like there's crops and whatnot outside the city um however you came into the city and you saw this little group of pigs in here that is just kind of you know by themselves inside the city walls which normally that's kind of weird in the first place is that you'd have all your farm animals outside the city uh to begin with but also you you're having a uh, I guess kind of a hard time figuring out why they're here in the first place because you came in and other than porcelain here who's just given birth you've seen maybe four or five pigs uh, which you know this is not a large settlement but there's two three hundred people that live here you think you know, this is this isn't really a sustainable population for pork if that's if that's why they're here it's just doesn't seem like there's any reason for these pigs to be raised. Um, do, I, do I see blood anywhere? Um, no, you don't see you don't see blood anywhere immediately. I mean, it's a pigsty, literally. It's it's not it's not clean, but you don't see any blood anywhere. Uh, but anyway, you go up and talk to Porcelain, and you introduce yourself, and she kind of lazily picks her head up because she's she's just tuckered out, and looks at you and says, "Oh." Oh hi, I, I, I've nobody's tried talking to me in a long time, other than horseradish. But as nice as she is, she just doesn't understand who, who are you again? I'm sorry, I'm very, I'm, I'm a little preoccupied right now. With who are you? Of course, of course, I'm, I'm Yaku, and it's a pleasure to to speak with you, porcelain. Oh, hello. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. What, is, uh, what, what can I do for you? I hope you hope you're not looking for a teat to suckle on, because I'm fresh out of those. Oh, wow, I've got so many jokes. Um, <laughs> um, t- tell me a bit about your, your setup here, Porcelain. What, tell me about your, your, your mates. I, I, I assume these are your friends, these these other pigs? Yeah, these are you know, these are uh family, I guess. Distant distant cousins, friends, uh, whatever whatever's left of us, I guess. That's I mean. Mm-hmm. 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 What what about them? Yeah. Are do you guys all get along well? 
Well, we kind of we kind of have to. We're uh kind of kind of cooped up here and, and stuck, and you know you've seen you've seen the pen. There's not a lot of not a lot of room to roam. Uh, I mean, yeah. How, how long how long you been in there? Me? Uh, oh boy, uh, five or five or six summers somewhere around there. I and I, if anybody knows anything about like how how old pigs live how long pigs live in gestation periods or whatnot don't at me because i don't care um but <laughs> she's kinda... i mean i've seen babe <laughs> um so i'm curious porcelain if um if horseradish was was she with you last evening oh yes she was she She's a dear soul. She was helping me all night deliver this this batch of young. Hmm. Oh, I I had hoped for a better life for them, but what can I do? What what uh what do you suppose is in store for them? Well, if it's uh if the lives of my other late friends are any indication, they'll probably eventually be led into the keep over there and uh they never come out. No. Doesn't doesn't take a genius pig to figure out what's going on. Yeah. That's uh that must be a strange sight to behold. Uh Porcelain, I'm I'm curious if you heard about the the young lady who was was killed last night in, in this town. Uh lady. She human, by the way, Chris. I forget. Yes. Yeah, the the human girl. Oh no, I I was pretty busy all night myself. That's um, you know, I'd I'd say that's unfortunate, but uh, you know, the humans here have have killed a bunch of my friends. So you know, good good for good for whoever took one of those bastards uh, i'm sorry i'm sorry i shouldn't be like that but oh it's okay <laughs> i probably would would side with you more often than you'd imagine i appreciate that well what can you do well thank you thank you so much for your time i hope that you get good rest and enjoy your suckling moments oh do my best you too you too mm. <laughs> that should be on a shirt. Enjoy your suckling moments. <laughs> it's actually how I met Denise. <laughs> it's a weird ass petting zoo. <laughs> Chris, what does it appear like that they're feeding them? The pigs? Um, I mean, scraps and whatnot. Like, if you want to go look through a feed trowel, you, you probably can and but I mean, I just know pigs can eat people, dude. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just looking for, and they're really big and fat, and they can probably smash someone. Would you? Would you like? Would you like to go investigate like a feed trough to see if you find the human parts? Uh, yes, but I'm going to use the um, the bottom end of my staff and not my hands because pigs yeah, are sure. creatures. Yeah, make an investigation check. Are you sure you don't want me to make a perception check? Uh, I mean, you already did that. You you already I'm got twenty five percent. I just I just have a much higher modifier. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean six six versus one. 
It is pretty nice, but yeah, roll investigate. Yeah, Twelve, yeah. You you go up to the trowel and you dig through it with your staff, and you, I mean, it's a bunch of expired food and apple cores and and things like that, like whatever people typically feed pigs, and you don't see anything that looks remotely human. Got it, man. What do you guys anyway. think? I'm I'm gonna ask Yaku. Uh, so, uh, does the pig thinks she did it. Um. No, it does, right. not, it does not appear that way. She was with her all night. We should probably go talk to Murphy then. Uh, yeah, you guys did have an appointment to meet up with Murphy. Um, I think when you broke off with him in the courtyard where Harlow's body was, he had said something about meeting back up with him in an hour, and it's probably definitely been that long because you guys have talked to several people at this point. Um, and so if you guys want to wander back toward uh, the direction of the courtyard, like... That's Do we have anything you... else to ask from uh, Horseradish here? Uh, yeah, I, I have a question, um, Horseradish. Is sure thing, that, honey. With, with, uh, what, I'm sorry, who's, what's the dead girl's name again? Harlow. Miss Harlow. Miss Harlow. With, with Miss Harlow um, getting around, if you will, um, might, there, might there be any jealous any scorned lovers or anybody who could be jealous of former relationships or. Well, I'm sure I'm absolutely sure there was somewhere, you know, how people are. I mean, probably, probably not Alabaster. He doesn't really seem like the jealous type. I mean, he's been around longer than any of us and I'm sure he's been able to get over things like that many a time before, but I mean, maybe, maybe blood for sure. He's still, he's still pretty young and, and, you know, I don't. I don't know who else she was. She was messing around with, but uh, I mean, it's again, it's a small town. We we all have each other. We try to we try to keep things in house, and if if disputes arise, we try to settle them and talk them out, and and you know, definitely not let things fester to the point where somebody's gonna go off and just murder a young thing like that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, who? I'm just curious. Uh, who who's the strongest person in the town? Who strongest person in the town? That's a that's a great question. I mean, like if you needed help moving porcelain later because she broke her leg or something, who would you call? Well, I mean, Alabaster's pretty strong, but he he can't really be bothered to do much of anything most of the time. This boy's kind of lazy, if you ask me. But yeah, uh, I mean, Hippogriff's a pretty tall, tall and, and giant fella. Uh, he, I mean. He's, uh, you know, he doesn't really work with his hands much. He's a map maker, but he's a, he's a big old man. At least, you know, he's, he's bigger than you are. And I'd, uh, I'd probably say it'd have to be him. If, I mean, that new guy that came to town is pretty strong, too, but I don't know much about his deal. What did, what did you say his name was? I'm sorry, I missed that. Oh, Mr. Mr. Hippogriff. He's a map maker. Hippogriff. Hippogriff. Gotcha. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Of course. Hey, uh, Santiago. Yeah, man. What's up? Dude. You got (laughs) any questions for this lady? Help us out. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, interrogation is not really my thing. You guys kind of covered everything, but what what do you, what do you, what do you want me to do? What's up? uh... He's looking for freebies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you get any uh, any uh, insights from from her? 
you know, being an animal and all, or not animal. What's the crustacean? Crustacean, crustacean and all. Well, I'm pretty sure I am classified as an animal. Like, I mean, like you are. Like, we're all animals, right, man? Like, I mean, you know, we're not we're not plants, are we? <laughs> uh, I mean, so sometimes I felt like I was kind of a mineral, but you know, those are those are weird times. I it's you know, I had a little too much. You know how it is. But um, no, I guess. Uh, I mean, pigs aren't aren't really my jam. Like, I'm a, I'm more of like a river daddy that uh, you know cruises the bayou, and uh, I mean. I guess I guess pigs pigs eat me or you know my kind occasionally and uh so I try to try to steer clear of them. I don't I don't really I don't really have a lot of insight to this situation. Alright, alright. Yeah, this lady doesn't seem like she's got a lot for us. We're checking with checking checking with Murphy. Have we have we ever talked to Man, I'm I'm horrible with names tonight. Homer Girl. Oh, uh, fuck ton of We have not talked to Hippogriff, no. Hippogriff. Minister Hippogriff, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a, I, I'm just, I, I mean, obviously, I, you guys probably know why I asked, like, who's the strongest, like, who could, but we have no, we've never heard his name before, have we? No. Correct, yeah, have we not, have yeah. not. So he was, wasn't even, like, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I say we go meet up with Murphy. Because uh, maybe we can all, you know, say what we got and see if he's found anything out that can help push us along. Yep. I'm on mm. board with that. Cool. Petrol yeah, but... is still fascinated by these piglets, though. Just take one with you. <laughs> I, if I was a rogue, I might try, but... I mean, if you'd like to adopt a piglet, you could try to work that out with... Um... Oh. Horse radish. I might want to try to adopt a pig. Why wouldn't you? Horse radish. What does porcelain say? <laughs> hey, uh, Fetra, I, I could actually maybe charm a little piglet and make them follow us. <laughs> but like, we could probably offer that piglet a better life than it would have here. Porcelain. Yeah, they're being be killed. Okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say that's totally fine. You can work out the details of that later. I'm also going to say I'm gonna give you guys like a hard limit of two animal companions as a group <laughs> <laughs> because like it's like you have Santiago. Like you can get a piglet, but like I'm not doing shit for anymore. So are you are you saying and... you have personal bandwidth as a DM? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Honestly, I think I'll... we should all get our own pets. Yeah. Uh, I was, yeah. What, I was what about when we uh... get to Chinchilla Canyon? Chinchilla Canyon. <laughs> oh, oh wow. I was sincerely uh, hoping for hoping we came across a salamander someday. Maybe eventually. Ooh. I got Chin ten goals. I got ten goals. Whoever can get uh, Murphy to get on your shoulder and leave town with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, guys, can I? How? Quick question, everyone uh, sure. in the party. Uh, how invested are we in this murder? Uh, I mean, is there? Are we getting some reward for this or something? Well, we're not we're getting, getting to leave town. town. Yeah. Uh, got it. We can't got leave it. town until Murphy solves this. So we're we're trying to didn't get out he, of town faster. Didn't he he make us give us the clear that he told us he didn't think we did it? Yeah, correct. But 
Yeah. He still won't let us leave until it's he's not gone. gonna he's not gonna okay opening the gates until uh somebody figures out who did it. Alright. Well okay. if, there, yeah. if this whole murder mystery goes on too much longer, I say we just kill everyone and get out of here. You gotta say we get we could take out Murphy and our problem solved. I mean that is entirely possible and up to you guys. I'm not gonna say there won't be consequences for that later, but you can definitely <laughs> yeah. do that if you want to. Um <laughs> The, uh, the the paladin is not going to be okay with that. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, so you guys move to the courtyard because that's where your designated meeting slot with Murphy was, and you head there about an hour's time, and you know, right, right on the dot, he he swoops down and lands in front of you, and as soon as he lands, he takes his wing and pulls out another cigarette from... You don't know where the fuck he's keeping these things. <laughs> he pulls out another cigarette and lights it and takes a, takes a big drag. He goes... <laughs> so... What do you got for me? Pretty sure it was Alabaster. Well, what, that's, uh... The information we got. Uh... Well, I wouldn't trust that pale skinny fuck as far as I could throw him, but so far he's been pretty pretty non-violent. But, um, why do you think it was him? So there was a few people who were not at the concert. Um. The pig said their lady was fine. Or Saradish, uh, we confirmed her alibi. She was delivering the pigs, and the pigs the porcelain said that she was there. Um, Verdant says that she was uh, occupied with someone who can't give us an alibi because it was a band member who's not here anymore. Same with Alabaster. The two of them have the same alibi. And um, Scarlet has an unconfirmable alibi as well, said that he was helping out a kid who's disappeared. Um, a couple of them threw some shade at Gray, uh, who we talked to, and pretty sure that he's not as shady as he seems, but yeah, we, yeah. Have, we have three unconfirmed alibis and a missing kid now. And the Gray dude doesn't think, so I'm pretty sure he's like being controlled by someone or something's off there. Yeah, I don't like that great character one bit. I uh, knew it was going to be trouble as soon as he came into town. <sighs> oh, God. It's a fucking mess. What did you Look, I, Well, I did some canvassing, and apparently Harlow was at the show last night. And blood approached her, probably trying to get into her pants again, and she wasn't having any of it. Some, for some reason, they had a falling out, and... So she went and took a walk and left the tavern. Came toward this direction and got witnesses placing her on the main drag about 2.30 in the morning. She came down this way and nobody saw what happened, but it was around 2.30, 2.45 in the morning, which uh, a couple people near here got woken up with a scream. But everybody I talked to said they didn't see her leave the tavern with anybody. She was alone. That's what I'm. That's what I'm working on. What do you know about the map? The map maker. 
Ah, oh, Hippogriff, he's an alright guy. Don't know why he's choose to settle here, but everybody in this town's got their damn secrets. What what animals would be out at, at, at that time of night when when she was murdered? Sorry, real still hard to do this voice. <laughs> um, Beer break. Yeah, uh, he <laughs> he says animals. I mean, we're in a walled city. Like usually, not really any animals around here at all. Uh, I mean, occasionally the stray possum or raccoon slips through the gates, but nothing, nothing big enough or mean enough to do something like that would get through without everybody knowing about it. No, I'm more interested in in potentially speaking with uh, another type of witness, maybe a, a bat or something else oh. nocturnal. Oh, bat. Squeaky bastards. Oh, goddamn. Ooh. Who do you like, Murphy? Is there anybody you like? <laughs> <laughs> you seem bitter, friend. <laughs> He likes the hippogriff. You know what? I do like hippogriff. She's an all right lady. You know, amethyst. I always thought was intriguing. There's, there's just something about her. You know, those, those, those legs. They go all the way up. But oh, <laughs> anyway, uh, no. But uh, you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't dislike people here. I just. I'm too old. I've seen too many things, and I know too many secrets to be all be all lovey dovey with the townsfolk. But so look, you've uh, you've, uh, you've done a lot of things in your life. I take it. Oh yeah, I wasn't. Man, I'm a city pigeon. Look, I. <laughs> hey, I came up from the coast. I, I did my time in Neverwinter. There's a there's a beat cop out there. Did my rounds. I had to I fucking shot a kid once. God damn. <laughs> shot him with what? It was it's a, it's a ballista, one of those giant crossbows. It was pretty nasty business. Oh, it's terrible. Turn turn turned out all he was doing was stealing a loaf of bread to feed his kid sister. Fuck. I decided after that that life just wasn't for me and I had to get out. I had to get out of the country and find a quieter, quieter life for myself. Man, I am sorry I asked. Sounds like we should probably be investigating you. His head snaps toward you, Fetrel, and just looks at you and says, the fuck are you insinuating? I mean, you just admitted murdering somebody, so let's uh, let's talk about this. Uh, this what I did, what I did, right what I did was in the line of duty. You understand that? You ever been in a line of duty? You ever had a job? You shady bard fuck. Um, Briston is whoa. having a problem with the uh, with the cop here. Um, but <laughs> Petrol doesn't need to have a problem with the cop. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, I got a bit intense there. Uh, yeah, you think? Ooh. Um, I'm going to cast detect thoughts on this bird. I don't know if anyone wants to ask uh, ask uh, some probing questions about the girl that might help us uncover some info. 
Um, he, he he's he's he doesn't know that I'm doing this unless I do it again and probe deeper, and then he has to do like a he has to do some saving throw, and if he if he succeeds, then he'll know. But he shouldn't okay. on the first pass. Okay, uh, first pass. You look into his head, and you you know. You almost get like a, a a secondhand PTSD, and you just get like flashbacks. And you were just talking to him about like his time as a beat cop in Neverwinter, uh, apparently. And you're just getting like all these images of just like crime scenes and like grisly murders and like you know him him peeping in on interrogations and just like this real like gritty cop shit. That that it just flashes through his head, but that's about all you get. Someone ask about the girl, please. <laughs> While I'm doing this, so the girl did she have a problem with anyone in the town, or did anyone in the town have a problem with her? It's little guy. As far as I know, she was a sweet kid. You know, she she got around. Not trying to say she was like a working girl or anything, but she, uh, you know, she she never she never slept in the same bed twice. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> but but as far as anybody hating her, I don't know, man. I look, I if I if I had a prime suspect in mind, I would already talk to him. Is there anyone in the town who could have crushed her? The way that she, like, done the damage. Like, is there anyone who could have physically done this damage to her? God, I mean, she's pretty messed up. And I guess, I guess a real, like, again, my original theory, big fucking guy. Like, could have done this. The biggest guy in town, so. <laughs> Sorry, this, no. Oh, that tobacco's gonna catch up to me one of these days. Biggest guy in town, I guess, is Hip Griff. At least before that gray fella showed up. But does, any, I, does anybody fly? Does anybody fly? Could, like, yeah, could 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 someone have dropped her from a really high space above above the square here? Oh, uh, that's a that's an intriguing theory, there, friend. Huh? <laughs> Nobody that I know of, no real. I mean, the most magical type we got in town, Amethyst. Isn't Alabaster a, a vampire? Yeah, I don't know. Some vampires fly. I mean, I guess I really don't know what they're capable of. But hey, Chris, did I get any? I mean, so what were his thoughts while they were asking about the girl, and and you went on to other people that might be suspects and stuff? Um. So when you did that, I mean. You you get a few like flashes of images of just like I mean they weren't really like friends or anything like you know Murphy's not really friends with anybody in town, um kind of does his own thing but for whatever reason, you know gets a lot of respect from people. Uh, but yeah, you see flashes of just you know him seeing her around like out at the market like buying groceries or like walking down and talking to her friends in the square, like you know you get a a couple flashes of her and you know what seems like her family was in town and but uh that's just random memories that he has okay can i uh 
attempt to probe deeper, he has to make a wisdom saving throw. All right, so that's a spell it's save a, DC. 13 on that? It's an action. Uh, sorry, where do I... Hang up. No, I mean, you don't have to play anything. You can just, you just tell me you're doing it. Um, so he's oh, going to make yeah, a save, yeah. a DC 13 save on Wisdom. Let's see what he does. Ooh, the, he just rolled a nat fucking one. Nice. So, <laughs> so he I, has no idea that you're trying to probe deeper. Yeah, and so I get insight into his reasoning, his emotional state, something that looms large in his mind. Uh... Um, yeah, so you, you get in there, and he's really distracted, so doesn't know you're doing this at all. Um, his emotional state is just abject frustration with life, the universe, and everything, and, like, he's just... He he seems pretty damn miserable just to be in here at all. I really want to ask my next question for him is about the little girl who's just disappeared. So mm -hmm. if you want to include any of that in his thought process, that's my next question I'm planning to ask. Okay. Um so yeah. So what you get before that Mosher is just his his general sense of frustration with life. Um, his reasoning. I mean, he, you can tell he absolutely, genuinely, like, doesn't know what happened here. He really wants to find out. Like, he takes this uh, crime very personally. And, like, for whatever reason, he feels like he, even though he's very miserable, he's he he feels a, a sense of duty and just this obligation to protect the settlement and like the fact that something like this went on here um, without him, you know, knowing anything about it. It's just like hitting him in a really deep spot. And it's just, he, he is, he is on a personal vendetta against whoever might've done this because he's just, he's pissed and he's tired and he's just, he's just done with this right now. And did like any, uh, any um, thoughts, when he started naming people, like uh, he started talking about alabaster and hippogriff, like did any kind of new uh, thoughts come across his mind that we might not have known about? I mean, he really or? doesn't. He really doesn't like alabaster at all. Um, and when you, I guess when you when you probe deeper, like in like going back to to his feelings on alabaster, like he's. I don't know. He, uh, he sees Alabaster as like a necessary evil, where Alabaster is not somebody who's like on his hit list of somebody who's actually doing any harm to the people in town. Uh, but you know, for for whatever myriad reasons, like really doesn't like the dude, but also knows that without him, the town would probably fall apart. And so he's he's at the moment he's in the column of doing more good than harm. And the second he steps over that line, like Murphy's ready to take his ass down. But other than that, um, most of the other people you mentioned don't really elicit that much of a response. Like apparently he really has a thing for Amethyst. Super into her. Thinks she's hot. Um, but nothing nothing really beyond that. And Fetrel, you wanted to ask the question of what 
I wanted to ask about the little girl that Blood had been helping, if he knew anything more about her, where she came from, who she is, whether or not she had access to any kind of magic that could have serially crushed someone, etc. He says, yeah, look, if I think back, <clears throat> I saw her coming into town. She actually, uh, she came from the same direction south that you guys came from, but that doesn't really mean a whole lot. A lot of people come from that direction. There's only real two, two main directions on the road. <laughs> so, I'm not, I'm not really implying that that means anything. I mean, she's a little kid. I, in my experience, little kids don't, don't really kill people. They, they just steal bread and get killed. And you say that, and he just gives a thousand yard stare for a few seconds and just like stares off into nothingness. And comes back and is just like, listen, listen, I spent years, spent years repenting for what I'd done, okay? Like, I'm still paying for it. I'm paying my dues. I'll be paying my dues for that till the day I die. And I don't need you who don't know a damn thing about the situation coming in here and tell me that I did wrong. I know I did wrong, okay? I don't... I don't need you rubbing salt in that wound. So, little girl, could she have done this? Uh, I mean, really unlikely. I mean, there is... I mean, from my... What I got with my keen senses is that she, uh... You know, she, she there's something off about her. I couldn't tell you exactly what, but there was something about the way she moved and the way she carried herself just seemed seemed kind of odd for a little kid, at least in my experience with him. But other than that, like, I don't know. She didn't do anything weird while she was here. She was hurt. She came in. She saw the dock. She disappeared. I don't know where she went. I wasn't there. Who knows? Did the dead girl have any magic or like preternatural senses or anything that would have led her to maybe see something that someone didn't want her to see that others couldn't have perceived? He says, uh, I mean, not to the best of my knowledge. Like she was always good with people. She was, she was a people person. That's why so many people fell in with her. That she was, she got to know folk. She was always the first person to say hi and stop by and bring a fruit basket to anybody who was new in town. Because that real sweet girl. I mean. Did she take a fruit basket to Greg? Oh, I mean, he's, he's new, so she probably at least stopped by and said hi. If you, I mean, if you, if you talked to him, did he mention her? I don't remember. Uh, you you do remember because power of storytelling. Um, when you talked to Gray, he did not mention her at all. We asked him about her, didn't we, Chris? Um, and that was kind of the whole impetus for us yeah. talking to him. Yeah, I mean, yes, he he didn't mention meeting her though, and he didn't really seem to know anything about it. So he was like, "Oh, hey, somebody is dead." Like he didn't mention knowing her, meeting her, anything like that. <sighs> Interesting. That's interesting. Gray didn't mention anything about knowing her when we talked to him. Yeah, like I said, there's something off about that guy. I mean, it's entirely possible that hadn't been that long and 
you know, he didn't get introduced to everybody yet, but maybe something's up with him. I mean, everybody here, you've said, comes here because it's a something of a safe haven. I mean, a vampire, a bunch of people who say that they have their own reasons for being here. You should expect that, right? That Gray would have something off about him? Yeah, but most of the people that come here, they're down in their luck. People like me that are run from something, I guess, and people have got ghosts in the in the closet. But but that guy, he was just off because he seemed like he didn't have a past. You know what I mean? Like he seemed he seemed like he was like a blank slate. Like there's just nothing going on. He just shows up out of the blue, no rhyme, no reason. He's just here, and it's just it's weird, you know. Yeah. So uh, are you gonna talk to him some more? <clears throat> yeah, I can go. I can definitely go talk to him. See what shakes out. You're an investigator, you're not doing a whole lot of investigating. Hey, I spent the last hour investigating a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> how many? How many people you guys talk to? Like, like four or five. I talked to like twenty, thirty. Like, fuck off. All right, can we just like get the whole city to line up and just start asking them questions? I mean, I really am not like I don't. Anybody else get a Beetlejuice vibes from Murphy? Oh shit! Yeah, awesome. He just needs a pinstripe suit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, cool. I mean, what's what's the goal here? I mean, we really just like. I mean, are we getting anywhere with this? Are we getting any new information that's helping us figure this thing out? Well, I. What what do you need us to do, Murphy? Like, what what are we? How do we get out of here faster? Got places to go, bud. He says, "Look, we've you guys have talked to almost everybody in town that don't have a where and alibi for the whereabouts last night. Like, you know what's up. Like, you know who's 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 feeling on the straight and narrow and who's not." So if you want to make an accusation, like if you want to, if you want to finger somebody, you go ahead and do it. I'm saying right now, <laughs> right now for me, I don't have enough evidence to place blame on somebody and send them to the old chopping block. But if you want to, you go right ahead. Have Have we looked at the crime scene much? Like, is there any I mean, stuff around? Like, I wonder if she did fall. Like, is there any... I mean, you investigated a little bit with uh, with Dr. Blood in the last game where he came up and basically told you that, you know, most of her bones were broken. It seemed like, you know, she was uh, experienced a lot of trauma to most of her body at the same time. Um, I mean, that it could be a result of falling, but you established that there's nothing nearby that she could have jumped off of and fallen far enough. So, it, you know, it, it would have had to be something flying that dropped her from a very large height if that were the case. Yeah, that's 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 all he was able to get out of that. Um, I have one more spell that I can ask okay. group if we like if we have someone that we think is more suspicious than others and we want to talk to them again and I can try and get more info out of them. Or we just start blasting people. <laughs> I mean <laughs> I'm most sus I'm I okay, so I'm most suspicious of the priestess, honestly. Kristen is. 
Um, I'm the least suspicious of horseradish since we actually had someone available to confirm her alibi. Was the was the priestess had the same story as Alabaster? I know we recapped, but I'm yeah, different people, but they were both yeah. The priestess was with was said that she was trying to get with Lena, and Alabaster said he was trying to get with one of the other people in the band. I feel like Alabaster's name has come up the most in our conversations. Yeah. It's you. I I still think Gray might have something to do with it overall, but I we kind of went scorched earth on that one literally and figuratively. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, it seems like maybe he was like the he might have been the hand, but someone else ordered it. Yeah. Especially if you couldn't get anything from his, like yeah, from mean, him as a person or being, he's definitely a pawn, or he's being controlled by someone, or he's not what he seems to be. So how do we so detect? It's if that's possible the case? that he, like, he may have been the, you know, the person that did it, but at someone else's beckoning, maybe. I don't know. True. I'm also very suspicious of the little girl. Isn't she missing, though? Yeah, we we don't have any way of tracking her down at the moment. But there was a mysterious little girl in the previous town that we were at, at the inn that they talked about. And I have a strange feeling that this is the same little girl and that this might actually be uh, a disguised version of the person we've been looking for. But... um. That's that's just my thoughts on the little girl shit. But probably Gray would probably be the best uh, lead to follow up with, given what we were saying about his well, brain. I guess if we're, I mean, if we're trying to do use one of my spells, then he is useless to us for that. Which spell are you talking about? My detect thoughts. Because we already uh, did it on Gray and I got nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, you know, I can read minds. And so if there's anyone, you know, I have one more shot before we take a rest. Mm. So if there's anyone that we really think we can get information out of um, that we want to talk to again, and I can give another shot, then it might help us get more information than people are saying verbally. I mean, I'm game to talk to that little well, we can't. We don't know where the little girl is. Never mind. Yep. What's the last we heard about the little girl? I mean, other than she she left, do we know like who saw last? Was it the doctor? Uh, yeah, yeah the doctor. doctor who said she skipped town real early in the morning before he even woke up. He woke up. She was gone. And that's that's what you know. What? How much detail did we get about her from from the doctor? Um, I mean, you got a general description, like you know, little. Pale skinned brunette girl looks about eight or nine years old. She came in. She had a gash in her ankle and kind of was limping. Had an injured leg from from something. She was real flighty about it. She arrived by herself. Uh, didn't have any like adults accompanying her or anything, which everybody thought was kind of weird. Like was real evasive about questions about where she came from. That's I think all you guys found out. Did did he treat her? Do we know this? Did he treat her prior to? Um, the murder? Yes. Uh, he, that's, that basically is his entire alibi, as he said he spent oh, the entire right, night right, with her. Right. Man. 
with that said though on our on our theory about gray is it possible that if this little girl is the is the Dolores chick and has the pages that gray is being influenced by a page from the book totally oh and that oh, gray did kill her uh, under the control of the book page. You got nothing when you read his thoughts? Yep. Uh, so my share read his thoughts and just got this nothing back, which was really weird because, like, that on some level, that'll work with basically everybody. Um, and you, him using that spell and getting just a, a return of nothing was real, real, real odd. Does Murphy know anyone in town who's good at detecting magic? Or, or, or help us in a way to see if <clears throat> Gray is controlled or something. Um, I mean, yeah, there's Amethyst, who is like the the town's like resident alchemist and enchantress and and what have not. As a you know, in in addition to kind of running the end, she has, she wears a lot of hats, but she's she's the probably the most useful expert on magic that would be here. I haven't talked to, what to you... Amethyst more. <laughs> I need to go strike up a conversation with her. Just kidding. Petra, what's your issue with the priestess? Um, I just think that she's got the she's got one of the shakier alibis. She's just like, oh, I was in prayer, and then we're like, and I was like, yeah, really? Who were you sleeping with? And she was like, oh, Lena from the band. I was trying to get with her. So she gave it up pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, it seems, it seems like it. Yeah. I do. You guys feel like we investigated Gray enough? Like, if he if he potentially did do it and doesn't have any sort of memory, like, you know, I wonder if they're like, did we check his body? Um, you know, meaning like any kind of bruises or blood under the fingernails or, um. Everybody, go ahead and give me an insight check. Just let's we're doing a retroactive one. Do throw some insight. All right, Solgra does a seventeen. Um, Bo share as an eleven. Catrol has a twenty-two. Sorry, I'm pulling it up. Insight. Insight. Where's yes? Where is that? Alphabetically under I in your list of skills. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah, 14, sorry. John's on it. All right, Fetrel, you definitely um, get the impression that you've talked to a lot of the townsfolk right now, and it seems like there are two common threads where everybody is mentioning things that are odd or things that somehow link back to the victim or just weirdness in general. Uh, one of the threads is Alabaster, and one of the threads is Mr. Gray. And it, and it seems like, you know, all roads lead to one of them in, in various different ways. I think it's time we get in a battle with Alabaster. <laughs> I mean, I think we get Murphy to sit the two of them down and question them or something. Like, we obviously can't get any information from Gray. So maybe we should talk to Alabaster again and see if Mosher can read any of his thoughts. All right. 
Uh, what's the plan of attack? Should we go in and try and sweet talk him, intimidate him? Or do we bring Murphy with us? Or I mean, I guess do we just finger? Do we just say alabaster and then go see what Murphy wants to do? I mean, we could tell Murphy that we have two uh, two thoughts about it. I mean, narrowing everyone down to two is pretty pretty slim. I mean, it's it's not a whole lot of people. Hey, well, should... hey, Brad, I'm doing I'm doing Murphy's voice right now. You don't have to you don't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> we should yeah, we should tell Murphy that we've got it down to the two of them as the most commonly brought up people and what we've found based on what you, the DM, are graciously telling us. Oh. Um all right. I mean if you wanna if you wanna, you know, point fingers at those two. Is that what you're doing? If it's not one of those two, I'm gonna blame you for misleading me. Mm-hmm. All right, so you can you can find that <laughs> out. Said, mm-hmm. yeah. Um. So yeah, you can bring that up with Murphy, and Murphy uh, says, <clears throat> "Yeah, I don't doubt. Personally, I think Alabaster, as much of a prick as he is, he's done good for this town. He's got a good thing going. Like everybody kind of respects him." And, you know, he's got his own little kingdom here. He's got everything he could want. Yeah, but he also just so, got out of a relationship with a dead girl, so it's kind of sus. Yeah, I guess so. Would he, do, would, he, would he go out of his way to try to fuck that up? I don't know. I mean, dude's pretty. Dude's got money. Dude's got a whole keep. Like, he can, he can get women anywhere he wants. So, uh, unless he was real hung up on this one, I don't know. But we could talk to him. The other guy, he's been here two days. I don't know a goddamn thing. Like, I've tried. Like, I got I got nothing coming off that dude, which I said. Lack of history makes me think something weird's going on. So of the two, I'd probably lean in that direction. But I'll go with, I'll go with your gut, I guess. I'm very free. Well, I mean, you think Alabaster's good, and it's great, so there we go. Problem solved. You got your, you got your winner then, huh? Can we leave yeah. now? <laughs> I mean, you, you know we didn't do it, so uh, we've we've tried to help as much as we can. <laughs> well, if you if you're gonna accuse somebody, we can go we can go confirm together. All right, where are we going? I want to make sure that I'm being clear with Murphy that if it is Gray, we believe that he is under the influence of some kind of magic and is not acting on his own. He says, uh, all right, well, either way, we got to find the culprit. We got to find who's behind the whole damn thing. So if you're going to, if you're going to accuse him, then it seems like he's the, you know, no matter what happens, he's the guy we got to talk to. So where's Gray? Probably in the infirmary after he got burned. Mm. All right. Um, you guys, are you guys going to go and talk to him? Guess so. Cool. Um, in that case, so huh, um, the last place you guys saw Gray was up in the kind of this quadrant of the inside of the fort when he was working on the couple walls and hasn't been, you know, it's been maybe half an hour since you talked to him in the first place, so it's entirely possible he is still there. Uh, I mean, I guess maybe in the infirmary, but like the, definitely the last place you saw him was was up in that general zone. 
also Murphy can just go up and fly around the whole thing in like three minutes and tell you if he sees him. Murphy, um, we saw him up in the northwest corner. You should go check to see if he's there still. All right, he takes off and and flies over there and it's gone for like thirty seconds and then comes back and is just like, yeah, he's still there. <clears throat> Looks like he's packing up his shit and moving on though. Hey Murphy, where is he? Well, are you letting him leave the town? No, oh, I mean he's just he's just leaving that section of the wall. Like I don't know where he's going next, but where he, where he where town. does he live? Can we investigate his belongings and see if we can find a magic artifact that might be influencing him or controlling him? Well, right now he's uh he's probably got pet up in one of the uh you know one of the one of the temporary lodging establishments that we got for <clears throat> passing travelers. Like he's probably put up in a, a bed in one of those. But I mean, if you want to. Uh, he might be going back there now. If you want to, if you want to intercept him, like he's gonna come this way any minute now. Hey, um, can I? Uh, it doesn't need to be a whole thing, but can I go talk to Amethyst about like alchemy and and work on that while you guys are figuring this stuff out, and someone can come grab me if anything gets exciting. <laughs> or not exciting, yeah. but like if there's battle or anything. <laughs> I don't think we all need to tag along and tell some things. Give me a signal or mix, you know, three claps or something that I'll hear you. I don't know. Uh, is that you ducking out for a minute, Garrick? Uh, um, we get plot manner. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Um, sure, you can totally do that. You can go chatter up. Uh, before you do that, give me a give me like a, just a general charisma roll, and we'll tell you how well this goes for you. All right, Moshe's got an eleven. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a. Uh, I mean, more so just so I can, like, you know, if she knows alchemy and magic and stuff, then... Yeah, is there something specific that you're trying to get out of her? Or no. No. Yeah, I just, you know, I want to spend more time with the supplies, and I think you guys have plenty of capable mouths to ask questions of people. (laughs) All right, so Mosher is then going to wander off and talk to Amethyst about that. Uh, What's everybody else doing? Well... Think uh Let's go talk to Gray. Yeah, I think uh I think Gray would be yeah, I'm trying to figure out how we could detect if something was Yeah, let's go let's go talk with Gray. I think that'll work. All right, you're gonna um, intercept I, him. And I think I'm gonna bow out of this one just because of like of what I did to him last time. And if you don't mind, I'm gonna go to the bar and check myself in in like the corner and just see what kind of uh, chatter I can pick up, uh, see if there's anything, uh, yeah, any gossip happening. <laughs> just by listening, eavesdropping, so. So you're, you're wandering to the, to the bar because all, most sheriffs also going in that direction, so you guys are both heading that way. Cool. All right, um, cool. So you guys are going that direction. So the other three of you, does anybody else want to split off or are you, the rest of you going to talk to Gray? Going to talk to Gray. Gray. He's going to talk to Gray. All right. So you guys um, can intercept him on the way down because he seemed to be heading uh, kind of toward the south, get back to kind of the bunkhouse. And so he was moving off there toward this direction. And it's real easy for you to just, you know, either wait here or you can go intercept him on the path where he is. But you go up and approach him as he's walking back. And he's, uh, again, wearing this, you know, weird kind of, you know, 
almost form-fitting one-piece outfit that's kind of strange. And, you know, before when you talked to him, like, he was kind of kneeling down working on a wall. But now he's he's walking, and you see him upright, and he's a big goddamn dude. And uh, he's he's taller than any of you. It's probably, like, 6'6". Six, six. Like, he, he's built. Um, and he's got his bag and, and, like, a little toolbox full of various supplies. And he's walking back down this path here, and you intercept him. What do you say? Mr. Gray, we had some more questions for you regarding the, uh, the dead girl. He's, oh, do you? Have you recently found any uh, books or paper that uh, just kind of stood out to you? Books, paper, no, nothing... Nothing quite like that. Why do you ask? Can I can I roll insight on that bullshit? Yeah, sure. Uh, with a ten, you um, don't immediately get the sense that he's lying to you, but also you don't get the sense that he's really trying to do anything at all. Like, uh, he... It, it's almost like he's, you know, just playing along. Look, I don't think that... You, Gray, had any reason to harm that girl. But I think something might have used you to hurt her. Something might have used me? What... What are you implying? That you... what? ...been influenced by a magical entity. And that it used you to bring her harm. And he says, oh... That's a very interesting theory. I don't feel like I have. Do you... Do you have any... Concrete evidence of that? I hate you. (laughs) Well done. You... You making that pun, Chris, confirms it for me that he is the the killer. I have... There is nothing you can do to convince me otherwise. (laughs) Okay. What do you do with that? I can't think of a way. Roll for initiative. Roll for initiative. I I just want to take a fucking advantage attack and punch them. I don't know. What are you What are you doing right now? Thunderwave. Um, I don't know. Are you actually doing thunderwave? Where is he? You don't have him on the map. Yes, I don't. You're you're on this path. Like you're right there. He's five feet in front of you. Where we're standing right now? Uh, more or less. Like I can. Would it help you to? What if I put? It would help him me immensely map? if you would ping when you say you're right there. Okay, okay. you're right here, here, okay. here, here. I will zoom all the way out. Now I will see all of your future pings. Uh huh. And he's like five feet in front of us. Yes. I want to ask him about the little girl. He says, "There was little, a little, there was a little girl in town last night." Little girl, what? How does that concern me? She's a really powerful sorceress, and I think that she has influenced you. And I think that if you had any interaction with her or any objects that were in her possession, that you uh, probably did some things you don't know about. 
and then I would really like to know more about your whereabouts yesterday and whether or not you've had any interactions with the child or uh, any paper or books or anything that might have been in her possession. He says, look, look, I I feel like we've we've already talked. We've already established that whatever you're investigating, I, I don't really want anything to do with it. I don't Neither have do anything. I, but I am stuck here until we solve this, and I think that you have more information than you think you do. Is Murphy here, by the way? Yeah, he's he's like perched nearby, like really close to you. Cool. Continue. Why? Special ape Mason around. <laughs> <laughs> Mason around. Um, and and he says, "Look, look." It, it it seems like like all you have are just you know, it is just hearsay and I, I don't think you have any cold hard theories that are worth a damn if you pardon my French. So if 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 you don't have anything you really need me for, I need to be on my way. Where are and you going? It, I'm well, since I can't leave town, I'm going I to I mean, go the right wall is actively crumbling. It's obvious that you need to get to work right now. Well, that's that part I patched up. I need to go gather a couple more tools from Medbuck and go on to the next job. And if you'll excuse me, and he moves to just walk right past you. I will follow him like a like a little puppy. I'm just going to follow him. So he, he starts walking. He basically walks through you guys. Yep, that's uh, cool. I'm following him. And you're following him, and he quickly turns around and just says, Look, I would rather you not, so if you have something else more pressing to do. I don't, actually. Conveniently, um, you are the sole focus of my being at the moment, so I'll just follow you. Go ahead, continue. I don't want to inconvenience you in what it is you need to get done. Also, finding a murderer is pretty pressing. And he looks at you and says... Look, you really don't want to interrupt me. It wouldn't be very nice of you. I'm not interrupting. I'm, I'm allowing you to do everything you need to do. I'm just observing. Continue, please. Um, he, he's holding, in one hand he has the, uh, like a, a little leather sack full of stuff, and the other hand he has a full box. And... He drops both of these things at the same time. Um, Fetchel, since you're the one like counting him, make a make a perception check really quick. I mean, if he's gonna take a swing at me in front of Murphy, Murphy's gonna gonna have to get advantage on that uh, roll for initiative or whatever. Anyway, that's all. I'm just saying, if he takes a swing at me, uh, what am I rolling? In Perce perception. Perception. Thirteen. 15. Um, so you totally don't see how this happens, but you know he drops the things in his hands, and then it looks like the next moment in his right hand, he's just holding a big hammer. And you have no idea where it came from. It's just there. Cool trick. Um, so go ahead, continue with your work. I'm just, no, no interruptions. And he raises his hammer and takes a step toward you. I mean, I thought you were busy. <laughs> Says, I gave you 
every opportunity. And takes his hammer very, very quickly, picks it up, swings it down toward your head, um, rolls a nat two on that, so you manage to sidestep right out of the way. He misses, but everybody go ahead and roll initiative. I picked a hell of a time to go to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you, do you want higher or lower? I forget. High, right? You want higher. All right, yeah. so Solgrid, uh, of the three of you that are actually there, Solgrid's 21, uh, Fetral's 17, John is 13. Um, so... That's Murphy. Wayne, since... Well, Murphy, Murphy's not great in combat, but he actually is going to roll initiative. Um, yeah, he's real low. He's going to be last in the order. Um, Wayne, you're not there, but if you want to roll initiative as well, because things are going to happen here... Give me a moment. All right, so Yaku's got that. Um, so, all that being said, we've populated the order. Um, Yaku, you are not there. You are going to have an opportunity to join, probably at some point. However, uh, for the time being, it, it is just the three of you. And before we jump into combat, I'll go ahead and do a little break. So we'll take our uh, intermission now, take 10, and come back and jump right into this. All right, we are coming back into combat. Uh, initiative's been rolled. The very first up in the order, we have Solgrid. Mr. Gray has just uh, spontaneously produced a hammer and is swung for Fetral. Missed. And that's where you guys at, Solgrid. What are you going to do? I mean, I got to get close. Oh, you guys are all, like, right on top of each other. Like, you guys are together, and, like, he was five feet in front of you, so you're in range. Okay. Uh, then uh, and attack. Go for it. <laughs> Take the hammer out. How did you know? I I mean, I thought maybe you were gonna go with your little pocket knife that you had, but like I was like, all right, yeah, twenty one is definitely gonna hit him. Um, so you whip the hammer out, swing for the fences, and get him right in the side of the ribs for six damage. You're also doing the smite on this one. All right. Yeah. And you whisper a holy word of power into the hammer, and it smacks him with this divine energy, and that is 19 total damage for the first hit. Really solid. He definitely recoils from that one. Anything else you're doing on that turn? All right. Um, in that case, uh, Mr. Gray is next up in the order. And on his turn, he's going to do a couple things. So you see him recover really quickly from this uh, hammer blow that he missed and also the hammer blow that he takes from Solgrid. He drops the hammer that he was holding, and as soon as he drops it, it hits the ground and turns into uh, this looks like a big rock. And But then the rock starts moving, and it starts growing and uh, this rock expands and kind of multiplies and turns into other rocks, and it starts surrounding him. And the rocks kind of come up and encompass his entire lower half in this mass of stone. And he is and he's kind of uh, just there, encased in the stone from the waist down, not moving. And he raises his two hands up, and then... On either side of him, about five feet to his left and five feet to his right, 
you see disturbance in the earth and you see mounds of earth and dirt and, and rock rising from the ground and they slowly, slowly take shape. And they become... Hang on. A swarm of bees. <laughs> Not what? It's an earthbender. Little pebbles shaped like bees. Not bees. Yeah, have you seen the rock on that one? It's definitely seeds. Alright, and so... <laughs> Alright. So, there's these two guys. They're kind of hard to see because this map is huge. Uh, but they come up and they form two rock or earth elementals. And they're just like these golems made of stone that are on either side of this guy. And then now they're going to also jump into the initiative because we have initiative out the absolute ass for this fight. All right. So you have the main, uh, you have Mr. Ray encased in stone. And then you have these two other guys that just came up right beside him. Um, Fetral, it is your turn. I'm probably going to cast Vicious Mockery. Yeah, I'm going to cast Vicious Mockery. All right. On um, Mr. Gray? Yeah. All right. And he has to save. Psychic damage, DC 12. And I'm going to say, look, I know I've got a big head, but you must have really bad aim if you missed me from that close. Uh-huh. And he has to, what's the, what save is that for him? Uh, psychic, uh, attack, DC 12, and it's a wisdom save. Alright, um, just for, alright, so he's gonna do a wisdom save, uh, gets a nat 19 on that, so he is gonna pass, um, you, you see it just, you know, he doesn't even react to it, he is, he is a stone unaffected right now. Um, um, but he's he's there. Petrol, uh, you do anything else? Nope. All right, John, that's you. All right, I'd like to. Uh, let's see. Those are the two Earth elemental things right above yeah, me. Yeah. So there's those two right there, uh, and just because of lack of space, Mr. Gray is back here, uh, and they're kind of they're kind of moving in. They're going to start moving in to kind of just be on either side of him and protect him. All right. Um, I'm going to go for the guy on the left. Okay. I'm going to go... Uh, as I run up to him, I turn my head around and yell, Hey, Murph, any ideas? Or are they all bird play? Oh, my plans? God. And, uh, yep, you're, you're welcome. Uh, and then take a swing. Uh, I Nothing? Uh, I don't think I'm going to try anything fancy this time around. <laughs> I think I'll just... Uh... Yeah, go for it. Bam! Uh, 25 absolutely hits. Go ahead and roll right, that damage. It's been a while since I've actually gotten damage. Alright, so you go up, take the dagger out really quick, just stab right at this dude, and it chips off a little bit from uh, the side of him. Um, it's a big mass of rock, so it doesn't do a whole heck of a lot of damage, but he did hit. Alright. Um, so that's actually going to be eight damage on that. Thanks for catching that. I thought you were talking about um, the hit roll and you were all taking no. crazy pills. Cool. <laughs> All right, um, there you go. John, are you doing anything else there? Uh, I am switching my um, aquamarine dagger to a longsword oh. and, uh, you know, getting ready. Let's, let's do this shit. 
Alright, so that is the Rock Elemental number one's turn. Uh, and he is the one you just attacked, so he is going to turn and attack you, John. Let's see what he does. <laughs> yeah, these guys have got a lot to hit. So, first attack. Um, that's very much going to hit. I promise you that. Second attack, also very much going to hit. That's a natural 18 and 19. So let's figure out what... Yeah. Uh, and plus their bonuses. Let's do... Oh, let's see what their damage is <laughs> This is gonna suck. Alright. Um, yeah, John, from those two attacks, you take uh, 20 damage. Oh. 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 Alright. Yep. So they, uh, he just raises up two big rocky fists and just slams them both down on you. And you get bludgeoned. Uh, Yaku, that's your turn. I'm in the bar. Oh, so, cool. You are in the bar. Um, and you don't know what's happening yet, because Murphy hasn't been able to come tell you which he's going to do on his turn, but you don't know anything, so we're just going to skip you for now. We'll come back. Um, Rock Guy... Would I, what didn't I roll initiative then? Um, I guess he could. I was debating on how to do it, but I was just going to have you... Uh, you know, Murphy's last in the order, so he's going to come basically try to find people and tell you that this is happening. And then after that, you can start making can your I way there. Scream and scream and scream and scream. Trying to get his attention. <laughs> How far? Where is the bar? Can you come? Can you yeah, the I mean, everybody's over here. Tavern is way down here. So we're talking uh, at least. Oh, yeah. You're talking quite a ways. So. Yeah, Can I yeah, yeah, throw yeah. someone over uh, there? No, that's that's going to be a couple hundred feet. So that's going to be a. That, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna throw someone one of these days. <laughs> Eventually, <laughs> we'll give you a dwarf to toss. Um, ah, sweet. Don't so that's going to be rock number two. Rock number two is over here, and he's going to go up and attack Solgrid, who's right in front. Two attacks. Let's go. Nat two, not going to hit. Nat 13, uh -oh. that's a 20 to hit, Solgren. Quest. Yeah. Evil. Um, yes. Yes, they are. My AC's 20. Oh, yep. Uh, yeah, so that was a 20 to hit, though, so he is going to hit you. Cool. Um, so you get the shield out, though. Just barely hits with one attack and does not do really good on damage. So that is actually only going to be uh, 7 damage to you. So he comes down, brings the fist down. Uh, next is going to be Murphy. And Murphy, seeing this, is immediately going to be pissed off. And he knows when he's outclassed and he's a pigeon. And so the first thing he's going to do is he's going to take off and start going to find help. And he is a pretty fast little dude. Um, but it is going to take him pretty much all of his movement this turn just to be able to get down to toward Yaku, which is where he's going. So Murphy just takes off, and he's gone back to the top of the order. Solgrip. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> yep. So Solgrip, what are you doing? I guess I'll attack the one. Okay. Right here. Um, cool. 14 is not gonna hit at all. And you just, you just get the one attack. Yeah, that'll be it. All right. 
Cool. Uh, let's go up. Swing and a miss. Next up in the order is going to be Gray, but he is uh, channeling a couple spells right now. So we're going to skip him entirely. Fetral, it's your turn. All right. I am going to cast Bardic Inspiration. Um... Is that an is that a bonus or no? It's not a bonus. Um, click on it. Or what does it say? Lots of words. Uh, yes, bonus action. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm right here next to John, so I'm gonna use cure wounds for John, uh -huh. and then also gonna cast bardic inspiration on John as well. Okay. Woohoo! What does that mean? It means uh, you gain a Bardic Inspiration die, which is a d6, and you can add a d6 to a bunch of rolls, so you can do it as a save, you can do it as an attack roll, the only thing you can't use it on is damage. So, you can just you just have a d6 to add to anything. That's not a damage roll. Okay. I think I get it. Alright, you're doing Cure, cure Wounds as well, what are you, you doing that for? Casting cure wounds on John. On the fake Fetra. For how much? Um, I just want it to click a roll. I I've tried so hard to set it up so that I have a macro, so that I can just click it. Um. All right, so I'm gonna roll one d eight. Okay, so that's uh, that's really good. A plus two, so you get uh ten points of health back there, John. So you've. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got killed for half of the damage you took. Half of the damage. Got it. And uh, that's all you're gonna do, Fetral. Yep. All right, then, John, it's your turn. All right. Uh, I turn. Thank Fetral. Promise I won't sully his name in the next town. And um, let's see. Celebrate took the guy in the right. So Gray is channeling in the back. Yes. How tall are these earth elementals that we're fighting? Um, about seven feet high. They're pretty. Oh, good. They're Lord. pretty big. Okay. Am I able? Is are they attached to the ground with a block like uh, Gray is, where he's kind of like potted there, or yeah, do they have they, legs? They've boots? got legs and they can move. Okay. Uh, I'd like to. Is what do I need to do to try and? go around them to attack Gray. Uh, so, you are currently facing the, the one you're, you just attacked. So, if yeah. you try to move with, um, like, just right now. Oh, it would disengage. Yep, I totally forgot about so that. So, if you can, you can take an action to disengage, and then you can move without taking an opportunity attack. Crap. Well, all right. Well, you know what? Screw it. I'm just gonna uh, I'm gonna swing at the elemental again this time. Do it. Yeah, 24. You're getting them big go. beefy attack rolls. Goddamn. Uh, that hits. It's making up. It's making up for all the other terrible rolls that I've Woo! done. All right, 13 damage. Yeah, you take a big swing and you knock quite a few uh, chips off this guy, and he makes this like really gravelly <laughs> uh, screaming sound. And yeah, you definitely, definitely hurt him with that one. Yeah, but that's that's all you're doing. Um, can't think of any good rock puns. So yes, <laughs> I am done. All right, so that's John. Back to rock number one, and he is gonna keep swinging at you, John, because you're right there, and you just hurt him. 
so he's gonna get. Anybody else think it's weird that a rock wizard showed up in town right before a rock concert? Oh God damn it, Chris! <laughs> uh huh. I'm just it out. All right, John, your AC. Yeah, we we knocked it up, but your AC is still at 14, right? 15. 15. All right, yeah, both of these attacks are gonna hit you. Oh God damn it! Uh huh. <laughs> All right. All right. So that's that. 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 Um, but also really shit rolls, so that's gonna be 16 damage. Ugh. Oof. Oh. Mm. You're, you're still standing, though. You're still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still there. He's, but he's like, beating, I'm, beating I'm, the shit out of you, though. Um, I'm on spaghetti legs. Uh, then it's Yaku's turn. Murphy's not there yet. Yaku, you don't know what's going on. We're gonna skip you. Rock guy number two is gonna attack Solgrid again. Um, for one. Two. It's gonna hit with both. Solgrid. Um, again, these guys are rolling shit damage. Um, so that's Don't gonna be to me. 12 damage to you, Solgrid. Y'all looking good, or do I need to heal again? I'm down to 10 hit points, just saying. Alright. Oh, so that dude is slammed too. Alright, Murphy's turn. Murphy's gonna show up at the end. And just bursts the door and sees you over there in the corner, Yaku, and it's like, It's great. It's great. Your friends are getting slaughtered out there. You gotta go. Fucking come on. And he just says that and immediately uh, turns and leaves the tavern. I turn into a dire wolf. Okay. Um, and uh, start running. All right. Uh, so we'll... Can I, have, can I roll initiative again when I get there? Um, yeah, sure. Um, so, let's see, it's about... Speed is 50 feet on a dire wolf, by the way. 50 feet on a dire wolf. So, if you take dash, if you take dash actions, it's going to take you two turns to get there. I don't know what that means, but I'll do Yeah, it. dash doubles your speed, basically. So, yeah. Sweet, I will dash. Yeah, so you're, if you, yeah, it's going to take you two, two full turns to get to the scene of the fight. Murphy has immediately left the tavern, though, and he's going somewhere else. We'll see where he's going in a second. But we're back up to Soulgrid. It's your turn. Uh, poke it with my hammer. The <laughs> elemental? All right. Go for it. Another one on the right. Eight is uh, not, not quite going to do it. <laughs> Swinging. It swings wide. Uh, if only you guys could, like, average out your attack rolls, you'd actually be doing pretty decently. <laughs> but, yeah, Soulgrid's not happening um, that's gonna be Gray, still channeling, still there. He can't do anything else while he's got all this shit going on. Fetral, it's your turn. Alright, um, I'm gonna do a bonus action to give a, uh, Bardic Inspiration to Brad. And that's my last Bardic Inspiration I have. Use those in the next ten minutes, both of you. And then I'm gonna cast Cure Wounds on John again. Cool. Good job. Uh, so you guys have both inspiration. John, you get eight points of healing back. Um, I'm going to say when Mercy God. when nice. Murphy got to the tavern, uh, he also attracted the attention of Mosher, who's also going to be able to get there uh, eventually. Uh, and Mosher should pop back in soon. Anyway, so Fetral... That would probably be three or four turns worth of movement for yeah. Mosher, yeah. right? So it's going to be a minute. Chris, yes, sir. Um, if... He didn't really tell me where it was at. I'm, I'm hoping that I... Oh, yeah, you knew where you are going to go. Yeah, you know. You know, you're fine. Okay. Yeah, I, you can if, hear my if, manly cries. 
Yeah, I can. If I, uh, ideally, I'd like to, to, you know, flank them or something and not not attack them from the same position when I once I get there. Just FYI. Yep, you can do that. Cool. Um, thank you. Cool. So that is John. What are you doing? Ah, well, I'm bleeding slightly less now, thanks to Petrol. Fantastic. Um, let's see. Oh, How is the elemental that I've been punching um, looking? Looks like? a little chipped, but he's still looking pretty, pretty fine. Oh, God, this is this. These is, guys have a. These guys have a lot of hit points. I'll just say that. All right. Yeah, I really think we need to get. Uh, we need to attack. Uh, attack. Um, gray yeah we need to break his concentration um is there i don't i guess i would uh i would is there a way that i could reposition myself while you fighting? can you could totally disengage and go anywhere you want to well if i disengage don't they do a no, attack opportunity that on disengaging me? avoids the opportunity attack but it takes ah your entire yeah. action so all you can do okay. is move and attack anybody okay fantastic um then i would like to disengage and get behind them uh towards gray yeah you guys these guys are not very dexterous so they're not gonna be able to try to catch you because you're much faster than they are um so if you want to disengage you can really easily slip behind them and move right over to flank yep. gray but that is going to be your action so you can't uh do anything else while you're there so right. anywho um john repositions himself then the rock guy number one it's his turn you're no longer in his range so he's not going to attack you uh instead he's going to do his movement to come forward and attack fetral you get a turn um so he is going to move up there roll two attacks on fetral that's a nat two. That's a nat one. Fuck, Petrol, you got real lucky. Yes. <laughs> you, you get real lucky. Yes. Did someone yes. just move out of my range. Um, this. Yes, someone well, did. Second, yes, someone the did. The second guy, I don't believe, was in your range. He was in his range. Look at the map. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have to do a. I mean, I'd have to do some some measuring here. I forget where my little measuring thing. He on. was right Stars there. I moved him. I moved. Sir, he moved past. Do you even he, have this map set to skill correctly? He doesn't. <laughs> no, I don't. Well, yes, I. We're gonna talk about. Yes, it. I do have this set to skill correctly because, like, five meters is about the width of this path that you're on. So, like, yes. Okay, but like, if it sure. get if it comes up to melee me, then it leaves the range of both John and Solgrid. Okay. It has to pass through Solgrid's Okay, range. fine. So, John and Solgrid take opportunity attacks. Go for it. Uh, ten. God damn. <laughs> Three misses in a row. John, swing that sword. So, okay. Uh, just uh, one one old time. Here we go. Boom. Ow, again, hits. <laughs> At least you're doing something. Go ahead and roll damage on that, my friend. Yeah, this is... Boom. Uh, and it, as he turns to walk right. away, you slash him across the back, knock a few more chips off of him. Uh, and, yeah, you you have pretty significantly damaged this guy. I mean, he's still coming. Misses both attacks on Fetral, though. Then that is back mm-hmm. to Yaku. You're going to take your whole turn doing a dash to get there. This is your first dash, so you're going to be about halfway there at the end of your turn. And that's, that's pretty much all you can do. Um, then it's rock number two. 
is gonna turn back and also attack Fetral again because like there's only three of you guys there and he's not gonna move. Is it wait, is it meleeing me? No, not sorry, Solgrid, 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 not Fetral. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, attacking Solgrid. Um again, both attacks are gonna hit. And with an AC of twenty, they still hit. Yes. These guys are strong. Um that's gonna be uh, 21 damage. I'm dead. Alright, so the, he brings his fist down and beats the fuck out of Solgrid, and Solgrid goes uh, unconscious. And then that is going to go to Murphy. Uh, Murphy's going to take his dash action, and he's going to fly somewhere. We don't know what he's doing, but back at the top of the order, it is Solgrid. Make a death saving throw. Alright, that is 12. That's success. So you can take one success off in your box. We're going to get a gray. Gray can't do anything. Special, it's your turn. All right. So I can either cure wounds soul grid or I can try to shoot an arrow at gray. Because if he takes damage, he'll lose concentration on his spell. He'll roll for it. He might lose concentration. He'll roll for it. Uh Uh-huh. But Solgrid will, without a doubt, do more damage than me. So I'm going to go ahead and, since he's right here next to me, cure wounds on Solgrid. Okay. How many spell slots do you have left? I still have... After this, I will have one more level one if I cast it at level one, but I'm going to cast it at level two. Go for it. So that's 11 points of healing. All right, 11 points of healing. Uh, Solgrid, you pop back up. You come to and you're uh, awake and alive. You don't have to do any more death saves. Fantastic. Fetral, you do anything else? I've already given both of them all of my bardic inspiration, so I don't think I can do anything else except move. You didn't move this elemental up towards me. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Right here. So, if he's right there, that I can't I can't really do anything. I can't move and I can't without opportunity attack. So I'm just going to cure wounds soul grid and All right. stare this monster in the face. Cool. Um, in that case, John, it's your turn. You're All right. right there next to Mr. Gray. I'm right there next to Mr. Gray. I can look him in his cold, steely eyes. Wait, tell me where his eyes. They're gray. Granite. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Thought it would be on the nose. Actually, very apropos. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to just do a... I'm going to run screaming, covered in blood, and swinging my sword right at Gray's And this head. is the first time you miss. And, of course, <laughs> like just just fail up the finish line, John. You, you've been doing so well, and you swing and a miss. Somehow he's, he's immobile, but you swing and like it glances off this rock that he's encased in. You miss it. Are you doing anything else? John doesn't get advantage on an attack against a against a rock. Like he's stuck in the ground. God damn it! Fine. Fine. Give him advantage. <laughs> Give him advantage. I'm so fucking nice to you people. <laughs> yes. After literally every time they attack, they cut us in half. You're so nice. I am to so us. nice. God, why? Why? I got the exact same fucking number. Yeah. There's your, there's your freaking advantage. Farmer's a bitch. Wait, can I roll that add one d six bardic inspiration? Yes, Does that do you, can, you can. Yeah, roll, you can use your bardic inspiration. Roll a d six. 
Damn, one. Oh my god! Why am I so terrible at this? It doesn't do it. That one does not help. Oh. Oh. Oh gosh. Anyway, that was that was so close, but so far away. John doesn't make it. Then it's Rock Number One's turn. So uh, he is going to go ahead and attack Fetral again. Two attacks. Bam. Misses the first with a nat 5. Hits the second with a nat 18. Alright, so you're going to get, you're gonna take one of these here, Fetral. Uh, that's seven points of damage to you. Okay. So he comes down, punches you right in the face, but you shrug it off. Um, then after Rock 2, Murphy's turn. Murphy's doing something, and then... I gotta add another initiative to this freaking insane chart that I have now. God, that's terrible. Okay. <laughs> that is absolute garbage. But he still goes before Murphy. Alright, so we have... That now. Cool! Back to the top of the order. Soul Grid, you're back up with 11 points of health. Alright, I'm gonna cast Command on Gray. Alright. The word I will speak is Flee. It is a spell save 13. Interesting. Uh, okay. Um, hmm. Fascinating. Alright, so he's gonna go ahead and make a wisdom save. Okay. Um, he's gonna fail that, so I need the text of the uh, of the spell. If you can link that in the chat, please. Alright, so he fails. Um, the target must succeed in a wisdom save or follow the command. The spell has no effect if the target is undead. Alright, so you say flee. And somehow, some way. Fails the save. This is going to get through to him. And so, is that... Sorry, I had to see if this is immediate or if this is on his next turn. It's now. It's now. Okay. Um. So he hears this. Okay, no, it does say on the next... The, it must yeah. follow it on the okay, next turn. Okay, there we go. Cool, cool. Um, so we're going to have to get to him. So that was... So good. But that will concentrate. But either way, it doesn't really matter. So, because his turn is next. So it comes up to him. I'm also oh. using my bonus action. Uh, what are you doing with your bonus action? With a bonus ability. Okay. Cool. So you get four hit points back. Okay. <laughs> I, for anyone that is below half health, gets four points of healing. Cool. So, John, you probably get that, too. Oh. Uh, hold on, let me do math. Yeah, you're, you're, I believe you're below half right now. No, I'm exactly at... Wait, oh, I swear you said, let me do math. Yeah. I need all health I can get. Yes, I, I, I was below Yeah, half, I don't so. live for it anymore. Um, anyway. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, so, Vince Gray's turn. Um, Gosh, I wasn't expecting him to be beaten that easily. So, uh, what happens here is that Solgrid yells out in this commanding voice, flee, and it just hits him really hard for some reason. And Gray looks around and just it looks stunned for a second, but then his little um, dice of rock that he's standing and encased in uh, starts to crumble and fall apart around him, and it falls apart to the ground. And as soon as that falls apart, he falls, hits a knee, 
and the two rock elementals uh, just slowly start coming apart, and they crumble, and they turn to a pile of rocks and dust, and those guys are both gone, and... Uh, and as soon as he hits the ground, he stands back up, and he is going to use his entire movement to get the fuck out of Dodge. And so he's going to... And get an opportunity attack. From John. So he's going to move 30 feet this way. John, take an opportunity attack. Get ready for disappointment. Bam! <laughs> 20 is actually going to hit him as he... Oh, no. Takes no, off, no. So roll damage on that. Cool. And you, uh, as he runs away, you slash right across his, like, his Achilles tendon and hit him he starts bleeding a little bit but he is still moving and he's going to keep running on his turn i believe uh how does the how does command work does he get to save again it's one round one round okay so he's going to move out there for that round uh Fetral, it's your turn all right i'm gonna move up and i'm gonna can i re- can i try to shoot an arrow at him from this distance um like yeah. when I didn't have my bow ready. Um, I mean, technically, it would take you an action to switch weapons if we're gonna be real. Yeah, I know. I'm. I am my own worst yeah. enemy. Um, I'm gonna cast vicious mockery then, I guess. Okay. Do it. And he's gonna make a what wisdom save? DC thirteen. DC 12, twelve. Yes. Uh, yeah, he gets a nat nineteen on that, so he's gonna totally pull that off. Uh, are you doing anything else? I mean, I'm moving up, so... Go ahead and move up. And, John, it's your turn. Gray's ran away, uh, but he's he has stopped running. Is he... uh, Where is he? Up north? Yeah, he's up north. He's he's right here. Okay, perfect. Um, Then I guess... Let's see. He should still be within range. Let me... Okay, so I can attack him. I don't. Well, you you'd have to move. Well, you, you'd, have to move. you'd have to move, but I mean, I yeah. move, but like it wouldn't count as my action. Uh, correct. Okay, uh, then I move up to him and I uh, go. I go for another swing. Uh, move. Yeah, critical mess on oh. that. Critical mess. Yeah, you take Ooh. your sword out and you just like you're you're. You know, too winded. Maybe you got too much secondhand smoke from Murphy's cigarettes. Uh, when you get up there and you just uh, big whiff on that sword. Anyway, uh, so rock number one doesn't exist anymore. Yaku, uh, you get there. So on this turn, uh, you've taken all your other movement to get up to the scene of the battle. So now you are in the zone, but uh, you have no movement left. If you'd like to try to do anything else, you can, but. You're still not in uh, uh, melee range. The answer is no. Okay. So you got there. At least you can see everybody else. Uh, nobody's dead, which is nice. To clarify where he is right now, was that after a dash? Yeah. So it, it took him two full turns just to get here. Okay, but like where his token is right now, was that after doing a dash? Or after, was that after, after a After doing a dash. Okay, well, then he shouldn't have a option anyway. Go on. Yeah, I mean, he can cast a spell on himself or something. Okay. Um, With the da- after taking the dash? Oh, no, 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 no. A bonus action. I guess you're right. Okay. Thank you for being the rules player, cast, Kristen. He could use a bonus action right now. Yes. That's all he yes. could possibly Correct. do. Correct. You're right. Okay. Sorry, this is why I shouldn't drink and do this game. Um, 
<laughs> Lies. <laughs> Don't say that. Um, yeah, I think it's a. And the fact that I'm being a rules lawyer right now is wh also why I shouldn't drink and play this game. <laughs> uh, cool. So, if I'm not drinking playing this game, I don't give a fuck about the rules, but as soon as I start drinking, then I care about all the rules. It all comes out. Alright, Yaku got there. Uh, second Earth, Earth Elemental doesn't exist anymore. Um, so, uh, then it's somebody else's turn. And you guys, who are all right here, see something uh, just appear. And you see just like a cloud of uh, darkness kind of coalesce and appear and condense right in the middle of this path and then popping into existence in front of you is Alabaster and he shows up right there and what's he gonna do he's gonna show up and I think as soon as he pops in he looks toward Gray and just like goes up and like rubs the bridge of his nose and just says god damn it I didn't want to do shit today and then is, I think he's just gonna point a hand toward uh, Mr. Gray and he's gonna cast Sacred Flame on him. And so he does that, Gray gets to save, fails, shit damage. All right, so uh, Alabaster shows up, throws a hand toward Gray, like uh, a pillar of fire just kind of appears right where he's at and sends him a little bit but doesn't really do a whole lot of damage and that's going to be his whole turn uh next is murphy's turn he's doing something else uh, and then we're back up to soul grid all right you're moving toward uh gray i'm assuming yes uh can you get within range is this within range? It's he's one square away. Um, five he's... meters. Uh, I mean, technically, one one square here is five meters. So we've we've been playing it that way though, so it's fine. We're gonna say he's in range because we're we're yeah. Let's do it. Uh, I'm feeling so generous. Twenty three. It actually freaking hit. Ooh. Good job. Soulgrid hit something. Takes that hammer and is just pissed off, brings it down on him, and you just like see a little bit of blood spray out. It's like you just crush him with his hammer. He's still up. He's still looking pretty okay, uh, but you did hurt him quite a bit uh, with the smite too. So you come down. You also holy smite him, um, and I believe I do believe smite only does extra damage against undead. Correct. Okay, yeah, he's not undead, but he does take that full 12 smite damage. And so that definitely looks like uh, you hurt him quite a bit. And he's not looking so healthy anymore. Uh, and his, his face has almost kind of changed a bit, where, like, you see his skin, and, like, it's it's almost, like, shifting and moving around. And uh, his, you know, he, he's got this very, like, rough texture across his skin and it's it's he, he does not look human anymore so that is Slowgrid's turn it is gray's turn um and what he's gonna do is he is gonna just drop all pretenses he's going to try to cast something on you Slowgrid, because he is just trying to get out of dodge right now 
I'm just curious. Earlier, we did some damage to him. Um, have you accounted for that when we like accidentally hurt him or whatever? Uh, yes, I have. The burning. Yeah, when he got <laughs> when he got hurt. Yeah. When we got the burning bush yeah, going. Yeah, we're gonna do that. Um, so that's been accounted for. Um, Slogan, make a Constitution save. Also, can you tell us how far Mosher would have been able to get if he had left the uh, the inn uh, when the yeah probably because he's back now probably about to the central square here, like going full tilt because his speed is not going to be as high as uh, Yaku's was. Ooh, okay. All right, all right. So Solgrim made this a Constitution save. You don't know what's happening to you, but Mister Gray. Um, kind of points a finger at you and you feel cold. And you realize your legs feel really heavy and you can't pick your legs up. And for the time being, you are restrained and you can't move. Alright, um, so that's his turn. Fetral, that's you. Okay. Um, just pointing out Carrick's back, so if you want to, um, I gave him a brief summary in text message form, but from his perspective, he was in the bar, and then the bird Murphy showed up and said, it's Gray, and he's attacking your friends, and they're getting the shit beat out of them. Yeah. So, if, if, if he had left immediately, uh, by now, he would be approximately here. Yes. Alright, so Carrick, you can be approximately there if you ran to help us. Yeah. So he'd be about there. Mr. Gray is way up here. Um, he got commanded to flee by Solgrid, turned around and ran, but he is uh, he's kind of run out of options and he's up in this general area. So there you go. Um, if you would like to roll an initiative, though, so we can put you in here at some point. Cool. So that's a nine. Gosh, where's my initiative chart? It's very long. You're right to me. Um, we're going to replace you right here. All right, whose turn? Who just went? It's my turn Your right turn. now. Petrol, go ahead. I am going to cast something. Okay. I'm excited. Cast something. I'm casting Hideous Laughter on Gray. Okay. What save is that? That's a wisdom saving throw. DC 12. It's a DC 12, and I'm reading slowly, but I sent it in the thing so that you could... Yeah, wisdom save. Okay. Wisdom save. He's going to roll wisdom. He's got a 19, so he's going to be fine. Yep, that's Does anything happen fun. on a successful save? Okay, concentration. Yeah. Cool. Alright, so nothing happens there. Uh, he succeeds. That was Fetchel's turn. John, it's you. Alright, sweet. Um, if he's still there, I think I would like uh, I would like to possibly take another shot and uh, hopefully this time miss with less gusto because I've been pulling in garbage. Yeah, 23 is absolutely going to do it. Oh my god. <laughs> you're getting these crunchy attack rolls, man. God damn. Yeah, and 13. Like, you're, you're hitting that damage, right. too. So you just take out that sword, and you stab him, and it runs him, like, right through, like, the lower back. And he doubles over a little bit. He is still up, but he is very, very hurt right now. And not looking fantastic. All right. All right. All right. Anything else you want to do? 
Uh, I want to look at him and say your attack methods are boulder dash and then pass on. Boulder dash, that's great. That was that was one of the that was boulder pun was something I was working toward. I was gonna get there. Um, <laughs> all right. So that was John Mosher. It is your turn. You're quite far away still from this guy, but if you wanted to run up, you might be able to get in range of one of your spells. I'm not sure. I I believe it would be me before Mosher. Um. Yaku, what was your, hang on, what was your initiative? Mine was a 10. Mine was a 10, but that was when I was in the, um, in the, oh, in the bar. Yeah, sure. Okay, yes. Yeah, so yeah, that would be Yaku first. I put him in the wrong order. But yes, Yaku, go ahead. I'm going to make a running leap at this moho, and, uh, I'm going to bite for his neck and ideally knock him prone. All right. Go for it. Um, make an attack roll, which I believe, from previous experience, you have a plus five to, so just do like a d20. We'll add five to it. Give me a 19. Uh, the 19 is going to hit. So, yeah, go ahead and roll. I don't know I don't know what your damage on that is. Um, bite, melee weapon is plus five to hit. Reach, da, 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 one target. Hit is um, 10 piercing damage. Uh, if the target is a creature, it must succeed on a DC 13 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. All right, it's gonna—he's gonna make a strength saving throw. He does not—he does not make the strength save. All right, so you go up and you bite him, and he is uh, still alive. Do I get the neck like I called, or do sure. I have to get sure. critical for Why that? Sure. Why not? Um, but yeah, you—you you knock him down. He is still alive, um, and underneath you. But uh, for right now, he's he's probably going to be able to try to get out of that. He's got like one last ditch effort left in him. Uh, but Mosher, it's your turn. All right. Um, so... You can probably get close enough to cast something. I don't know what your range on your spells is, but yeah, can you ping where Gray? He's is? way up here. Okay. So if you ran up, you might be able to get close enough, but. Yeah, this should be chill. Uh... But if he's casting, um, Yaku's on top of him. Yeah. So it, it'd be it'd be tricky. Yaku. <laughs> Every time, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just getting, he's just getting in the way. Uh, uh, you know, you can attack people and not hang on to them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see Not if I do. keep turning into a, a bear or a wolf. You can like bite and then, you know, dash past or whatever, right? Pro, prone's pretty no. badass though. No, yeah, he's on. He's got disadvantage, right? Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Okay. So I can get next to. Well, keep in mind that our, our units are also in meters here, so like, you're. Your movement's gonna be like three. Wait, yeah. Your your movement on a regular turn would be about two squares, because everything's pretty far apart. Uh, what's my speed? I thought it was thirty meters. Uh, thirty, 30 feet. Thirty feet. Oh, oh, uh, okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, he he fucked this up. It's it's no, yeah. It's his no. fault. So just fudge your movement. It's fine. <laughs> it's his fault. Anyway. No, the no no. The, it's this, cool. 
yeah, the yeah, scale is what it's supposed to be for this settlement. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're good. Okay, so I'm gonna move. Yeah, they're British. <laughs> I think ten. So we'll say you know, ten meters is about thirty feet. I dispute that, and I dispute it for a very specific reason. Yeah. Look at the beds on the scale in this location. <laughs> yeah. They are not, they are they not 15 foot <laughs> That would make the bed 15 feet. Okay, fine. They are not good, sir. They are not. The beds? Maybe it's like a uh, Charlie yeah. Chocolate Factory. The beds bed are one square apart. That means that it is from the beginning of the square to the end, which is one movement, which is, according to this, five meters or around 15 feet. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Okay. We're almost done. Like, I don't want to belabor the point. (laughs) So, what I'm going to... That's fine. I'm just trying to see... What I'm going to say, Fetrel, is that you can get to about here. That is is how... I'm not... I'm not... God fucking damn it. All right. Um, Mosh, I got it. I Mosh got Cher. it. We're going off the rails. Moshe, you're going to be about yeah. right there. Um, right where? Right, right here. That's that's about as far as you're going to be able to get with me being generous and like everybody busting my uh, balls about this the entire freaking time. I'll take it. I'll take uh, it. Not, I haven't. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'll me. Take your generosity. Thank you. Thank you, Wayne. Uh, okay. And and he's just is is there is there is this the person right here? He is he is right here. I'm on my laptop now, so my uh, sorry, let me zoom in. So hey everyone, sorry for the delay. I was having this great conversation with Amber. Well, yeah, it went really well. Like you guys talked shop. Like she was real hungover, but I mean, you guys were hitting it off despite her having like a raging headache. Nice. Uh, okay, so in this case. Um, I think I'm, yeah, let's go for it. All right, I'm gonna do, uh, I'm gonna do my agonizer thing, the, um, what's the line. What's the range on that? 30. Uh, 30 feet. Oh, God. Yeah. Man. Uh, I mean, you can do things, you can do something like chill touch, like chill touch has got like a 120 foot range on it, or like I, I think you got some other, other stuff. Touche. We gotta fix the scale issue, man. <laughs> chill. Okay. Uh, chill touch. Let me see what we got here. Fireball. Okay. Okay. Hey, my message goes 120 feet. Can I just whisper sweet nothings into his ear? Uh, yeah, totally. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, Let's see where this goes. <laughs> hey, Gray. I like Do where you have your a head's saxophone at. Petrol? Yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Brad's scaling maps is fucking hard. All right, it just is. No, you're you're <laughs> chill. I get it. I mean, I think the, I think the logic is sound in that the yeah. square should probably be what says thirty feet. Yeah. Thirty meters should probably be thirty feet. Yeah, I was I was responding to Brad in the chat there, as he's uh, he's giving me shit for this. Yeah. Uh, okay. Is this guy undead? Oh no, he he's is not, not the, undead. Whatever. Okay, I'll just do chill touch. Um, yeah, man, it's like a fourteen foot pig. I mean, you ever seen one of those before? Wow. Uh, <laughs> six. 
sick. That was really enthralling. Um, you guys all. Yeah, it was there. All right. Um, yeah, you reach out with the hand, and you're just, there's just too much stuff in the way. You get distracted and does not. Uh, thank you for measuring everything, Brad. I appreciate that. Woo. Um, yeah, you get distracted. Uh, the chill touch doesn't quite hit him. Um, then I just have a good line of sight. He's too far for me to see, so it's, it wasn't impacting. Uh, it is going to be, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be Alabaster's turn. Alabaster's right here, and he is going to cast this. Wait, wait, wait! Alabaster is fighting this guy. Oh yeah, he he teleported in. That's oh late, wow, the turn table. late in the fight. Murphy went straight to the bar to tell Yaku and you to come over, and then went and got Alabaster. So Alabaster still beat both of you here because he teleported over. But you both got here just like Yaku got here like one turn ahead of you, Mosher. Yeah. Okay. So he he got here. And he's going to cast a thing. Mr. Gray is going to make a wisdom saving throw. Mr. Gray is going to fail the wisdom saving throw. And so aside from having a dire wolf on top of them and being pinned down... Uh, this guy is also under the effects of the whole person spell currently, and he is paralyzed. So, for all intents and purposes, I'm gonna say, uh, actually, no. I was gonna end the fight. However, Murphy, his turn passes. Uh, Solgrid, you're gonna get one more turn before Gray gets to try to do something. Uh, but then, yeah. If you want to do something here, Solgrib. He's paralyzed and pinned down. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. I want to, like, grapple him. Okay. Why? I'm curious as to your reasoning because he is both paralyzed magically and pinned down. So, I don't know why. I mean, I think he's already grappled, essentially. Yeah, he is very much already grappled, so I'm not, like, if you just want to, if you want to very literally dogpile on top of him, like, I guess you can do that. But, uh, I mean, can you yell at him and make him tell us why he did the things he did? Little girl, where is she? Where is she? I mean, is he just on the ground, like nearly dead? Very much. Well, I don't really want. I don't want to kill him. Like, if there's a chance that he's being controlled by someone, it's not necessarily his fault. I don't want to kill him. Uh huh. So I just take out my tanker to Plitty, (laughs) say Elfarn, and drink. Man, I gotta get you another magic item so you stop just, like, fondling this thing all the time. Um, Is there a way that you can, like, hit someone to, like, knock them unconscious? Oh, yeah. I mean, if he... You can you can totally knock him out uh, if that's what you're trying to do. However, Solgrid's drinking. It's gonna be Gray's turn. He's gonna try to succeed in two wildly different saving throws to get out of this. And if he gets out of... Yeah, nope. He's, he's done. Um, so... That goes to uh, Fetral. Fetral, he is still technically alive. He is immobile. He can't get out of it. What do you want to do? Um, without casting anything, I just want to insult him. Uh, but I'm also trying really hard to come up with a rock pun to insult him with. Do that. So, so he's gonna he he will definitely at this point roll at disadvantage on that save. 
So while I... I just said twice that I'm not casting anything. Okay, okay. Cool. Why don't we ask him, like, what's his motive or something, or if someone sent him for... Yeah, uh, at this point, I was just kind of playing it out to see if you guys wanted to do anything else to him, but you've got him dead to rights. Um, Can we ask him if he wants to talk about it? I told him to get the fist out of here. Okay. Uh, we can do okay. this all court Okay, so let's, let's okay, we're, we're, we're out of combat. But it was my turn to rock fun, yes. and my computer was yes. being stupid, so I've dealt with that now. Okay, Petrol gets the first rock fun. What the shist? <laughs> um, okay, hang on, I'm sorry. Oh my god. I'd like to lean over to Solgrid and ask him while looking at his unending bottlenecks thing of uh, booze, is that a good glass of shale? It looks like you've hit rock bottom. God damn it. All right. Now <laughs> give up. So Petra wanted to call it first. So, we waited for so that. So yes, we did apparently. I'm sorry my computer was giving me, my computer was being an asshole, so. Yeah, you could have just been creative with it, you know, made something up. Um, really? <laughs> really? Really? You want to do that right yeah. now? Um, anywho. So since you called it first, you get the first pun off, and you, like you say this in character, right? Yeah. Uh, and so he's pinned down right now and paralyzed, but uh, he he kind of yeah, you feel him kind of ch- like shudder under you, and he chuckles a little bit, and says, "Oh, oh, I I shouldn't have I shouldn't have taken your complacency for granted." <laughs> you know the old saying, "Igneous <laughs> is bliss." Well, well, he's in a well, quarry. Well then, well then, what shall you do with me now? I want to make an impact on the world. I do things for the greater good of humanity. I hate all of you. <laughs> you, should, you should write a song about a natural. Make it a nice geode to Mr. Gray. Mm. And he says, he it. says, talc is cheap. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> I wonder if he's a fan of rock music. Oh, you know, you you don't 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 mind Fettel. She said it meant nothing. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Like to to pull back the curtain here a little bit. I'm gonna go back to the pub and get yeah. a drink on the rocks. Yeah, no, let's, let's ask this guy, dude, before before he takes his last breath. Like, let's get a... Let's find out why. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, just to pull back the curtain a little bit um, to people that, like, aren't Kristen and Brad, I have been planning um, an, encounter, an encounter similar to this for about seven years now. Um, <laughs> this is something that I've been kicking around in the back of my head for a long, long, long time. And so I'm just really living this up. Um, have you tried doing this in any other campaign? Um, I didn't get that far. I did have a plan. I've always had plans. These, these rock puns are real gems, if you know what I mean. They really are. I'm just loving this so, so goddamn much. Um, (laughs) so, are you, are you guys actually, are you actually doing anything with this guy? Like, are you interrogating him? Like, what's going on here? Wait, serious question. Yep. Is there a gray piece in Clue? Uh, no. No. Bastard. That was 
<laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> that was that was actually one of the clues. Ah ha ha ha. That I uh, I threw at you guys because he was the one person that you that got mentioned that was not a variation on a clue character. Which so is why I discounted him as a possible person yeah. of interest. Mm -hmm. He was he was the odd man out. So was it the uh, was it gray with the uh, the hammer in the quarry? Very very close to that. Yes. Uh good. All right, let's see what we can dig up. And talk to him. <laughs> Is, ask him if he's hungry or if he's already excavated. <laughs> God. Oh. Um, who's actually talking to this guy? I mean, honestly, I think that this is Murphy's purview, but... Um, um, yeah, at this point... Oh, yeah. yeah. At this point, Murphy's been able to, to show back up. Um, and he sees this scene play out before you, and you've got him pinned down. And it, he could probably dig up more clues. Yes, he could. Um, and he flies down. <laughs> God, God he flies it. down. Oh, then on to him like a stalactite. Oh. Are we holding him down pretty solid? <laughs> <laughs> I would also like to point out here that in turn, like, and I was shocked that Kristen at least didn't pick up on this, but in the first conversation that you guys had with Gray, uh, he did use no less than four rock puns. I picked up on it, and oh, I yeah, said, I distinctly remember saying that this made me certain that he was our guy. Yeah. So he was, like... He... But it would take a bolder person than I to say something about it. <laughs> I mean, he has his faults. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Brad, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm just this is too good. Okay. Anyway, so Murphy flies down and looks this dude straight in the face and like just like very violently pecks him on the forehead. And it's just like, you sick motherfucker. Why? Why? Why did you do this? Like I don't even care where you came from or what you are, but why her? Why there? And he just looks up and says, "It was, it was coincidence. She, she just found me. She caught me as I was changing forms and metamorphosizing, if you will, to better blend in with the people of the town. She got too curious, and I'm, I just couldn't have that, of course." She had to be taken care of. I'm. Hey, if this guy dies, should we bury him or just lay him down in the bedrocks? <laughs> I don't really care. Just leave him on a slab. <laughs> that would mag my day. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he's good in bed. I mean, can he make the bedrock? God. Uh, I think he's got a avalanche insurance. If any of you can get pyroclastic in there, that'd be really impressed. Okay. Um. Anyway, so <laughs> Murphy just says, "You made me sick. 
Okay. I'm gonna go get the guards. We're gonna we're gonna string him up. There's no there's no coming back from what he did. Like he's not even. I don't think this guy's even human. Unless y'all have I mean, objections to this. Alabaster's not human either, and neither are you, so I don't feel like that's where you should be drawing your line for moral judgments. He says it was a... He he says he's got a... It was a figure of speech, all right? Look, we... Unless you... Unless you folk have objections. I say we just finish it. I, I mean, say we stone him. <laughs> <laughs> This, yeah. this is yeah, your town. This is your town. You're the ones who make the call. I still want to know if he's involved in in some of the mysterious magic business that we've been investigating outside of this town. So I I would like more information about that. I also want to know more about the, the little girl. girl and if he knows about the little girl. So I would like to have the opportunity to ask him a few questions, but your business is your business and your justice is your justice. So y'all do that, but I would like some more information from him if it can be gained. ODM, sir. Says, whatever floats your boat as long as he dies either way. Rolling rocks sink, but okay. Anyway, what do you, what do you want to ask him? You got him, you got him right here. I, I want to know, uh, like, um, what is influencing him? I want to know if there's any potential for redemption for him, and I want to know about the little girl. So I, I'm going to ask him about that. And I'm kind of curious, or how, can we ask, uh, uh, sorry, out of character, I guess. I, I'd, be, I'd be curious to learn more about what he was like transforming or metaphor metamorphosizing or um whatever he was alluding to there so you asked about the little girl and when you say that his eyes glass over a little bit and I, that's really not a pun it's just figure of speech um <laughs> and his eyes glaze over and he says oh you'll never find her you'll you'll never you'll never catch up to her in time and and she's going to bring him back. And she's and he's going to kill all of you. You killing me, it doesn't matter. I am I'm an instrument. I'm I'm nothing without him. But when he comes, him? he is who you will be falling on your knees in front of. I'd like to know who that is. And, he's, and he says, I'm sure you would. I've been on my knees in front of a lot of people. Um, <laughs> I usually like to know their names, though. And he says, I'm sure you would like that. It's not my place to say. Murphy, can you peck him again? Can, can we roll an intimidation check? Uh, go for it. To, just to see if we can... Damn! Okay. Uh, yeah, that's two twenties, not Nat. However, they definitely showed up. You guys are very intimidating. Like you got him dead to rights. Unfortunately, like he, you very much get the impression that he does not care if he dies. So you don't really have anything to threaten him with. Um, and yeah, Mosher, like if you want to try to cast detect thoughts again, again, you really don't get much of anything. Like if you do. 
if you do get the slightest hint of something from Tech Thoughts, man, Moshe, make a wisdom save. So you got a seven. Um, also, yes, Wayne, I did see the message, uh, and you had to dug out. That's that's totally cool. But I'm just gonna just try to wrap this up really quick. We'll say that you, uh, you know, you're being the strong, silent type and observing this and not being involved in this torture and execution of an innocent. No, not as no. Why did I call him an innocent man? He's not an innocent man at all. Um, <laughs> but this pawn in somebody else's game. Um, Mosher, you take a peek into this guy's mind and you'll see nothing like you did before for a while. You really peer in there. And just in the midst of this blankness, you suddenly get this impression of just blinding, brilliant light that shocks you and, like, just is almost painful in some sort of psychic way. And you briefly get the impression of a set of eyes that is just on you for a split second and you recoil and then it goes away and it's back to nothing in this dude's head. And interesting. once that happens, his eyes, like the Mr. Gray, his eyes kind of just flutter a little bit and his head hits the pavement and he is just gone. And as soon as that happens, his body just disintegrates into dust. And it's a pile of dust and gravel. Chalk? What's that? Yeah, no. Chalk? No, not chalk. Uh, It's regular dirty dust and gravel. And as soon as this happens, um, everybody make a Arcana check. Nat 20 for Silgrid. I mean, it is rocks. I like rocks. So, (laughs) makes sense. 20. Why did I do 20 for John, Federal 15. Uh, Again, the sorcerer gets the lowest score on the Arcana check. It's great. (laughs) Um, Yeah, John, you you know this. Solgrid, you definitely know this. There's just a wave of energy that passes over you and, and goes through you. And it feels exactly the same as what happened in the chamber with the bee dude when you finally killed him and he dissipated. And there's this, this release of energy that feels identical to that. And he's gone. Well, fuck. Cool. So you guys have uh, killed the rock monster and solved a murder. And Murphy just looks up and says, uh, that was some crazy shit, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, it was. He's like, all right, look, uh, it's pretty obvious this dude was behind it. Still don't know why. But I appreciate you. Uh, let me, uh, I'll be right back. I gotta go tell the guards we can, we can open the gates again. And he flies off. And he's gonna go tell the guards to open the gates. City's back open. You guys are now, uh, gonna be free to leave if you want to. Um, but as you are... Long rest, long yeah. rest. <laughs> yeah. But as you as you get up and dust yourselves off, haha, uh, Alabaster is still standing there and he looks at you and says, Well, that, that wasn't exactly how I wanted to spend uh, my Thursday afternoon. Uh, 
Sure, it's the same for you. Look, I I don't know what the hell that I, was or where it came from, but... Fetchel's going to wink at him and say, I know a way you could spend your Thursday afternoon. He says, oh. And looks at you. Um, Fetchel, make a persuasion check. 17. Oh, God, that's high enough. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's the goal. that's the goal and he he looks back up at you and just says well I I did have a reward for all of you for helping me out of this bind I suppose uh, a little reward for myself wouldn't wouldn't hurt I did show up in the nick of time as it were would you would you all care to stay a night in in my keep? I would. Uh, I don't know about everybody else, but speaking for myself, I would gladly stay in your keep. Uh, I, yes, I, I would agree to that as well. We must protect Soulgrid's sack. He says, fantastic, fantastic. I'll, I'm sure I can come up with something to fit your heroic deeds in the morning once I'm gathered myself and he winks at you Fetrol, but he says please come take a load off relax, eat, drink I'm not going to drink, but you please do and in the morning we'll, we'll discuss what comes next you can, you can be off on your merry way, and he invites you to uh, come see the night are you guys going to take a long rest? yes All please right. Long rest. So you guys are gonna go uh take a long rest. You're gonna you can go in there. You guys are all leveling to five. Nice. So you get level five, that will be for the next session. Hooray and huzzah. Sweet. And then uh next time you guys will find some kind of cool reward and be off on your way toward the city of Yenthir. Uh and before we end, the the only thing that's gonna happen is you guys are Wandering off toward the the mansion there with Alabaster. And as you walk away, you see Murphy just like flying up over this body. And he goes and perches on top of one of the buildings nearby. And as you're walking, you kind of hear him just kind of muttering to himself. Um, and everybody uh, make a perception check. Again, freaking nat 20 for Solgrid. Solgrid knows things. He can't hit shit, but he knows things. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna with this twenty twenty. Uh, John, you don't hear this. Uh, Mosher does. Uh, I'm a dwarf. I drink and I know things. Yeah, everybody but John. <laughs> yeah, everybody but John. Uh, here's Murphy muttering him to himself as you uh, as you wander off, and he takes a cigarette out and lights it and, and takes a big drag and just says, "This town's afraid of me." I've seen its true face. The streets are extended gutters, and the gutters are full of blood. And when the drains finally scab over, all the vermin will drown. The accumulated filth of all their sex and murder will foam up around their waists, and all the whores and politicians will look up and shout, Save us! And I'll look down and take a shit on their hats. <laughs> And blows out a long <laughs> exhale. And that's where we're going to end the session.